Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1318, air date September 14th, 2023. All right, good morning, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Adure. First of all, I want to welcome everyone. Um, every um, Thursdays, as many of you know, uh, we do... John, I'm getting feedback from you if you could lower your volume over there. We do a um, two sessions, one at 11 a.m., and then we do the other one at 8 p.m. The 11 a.m. one is again an open house. The 8 p.m. one we do sort of a mixed hybrid. We do in the in the uh, first part of it an open uh, a town hall for our presidential campaign, and then we move to the open house. What we started recognizing is that many of you know I do these videos pretty much every day. We do interviews every day, and all of it is really a social service to educate people. And we're the only ones on the planet. Uh, not grifting on this, but consistently for me, it's been around 50 years, um, exposing the fact that we need a systems overhaul. And so unfortunately, people think that's a, a massive task. It's impossible. You can't do that. So we moved into explaining to people what is a system. Okay. Got to explain to people what is a system. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, you find a alien aircraft you have to figure out what is that aircraft, how it works before you can think about flying it. So the concept of a systems overhaul is very interesting. And the systems overhaul concept comes when you take a look at this flyer that we put out with everyone should be downloading. And I think I can, uh, John, maybe you can bring it up, okay, on, on the website. But we, uh, you know, repetition is a mother of skill. This cannot be mentioned enough that the United States life expectancy is going upside down, which means since 1980. So if you have a child, your child is going to have a shorter lifespan than you. And you should just write that on your refrigerator somewhere, okay? And John can zoom in on it. And so in our flyer, which we get out on the streets and we distribute because social media, there is no First Amendment anymore in the United States. And it should be clear on that particular on social media. Um, and John scrolls down. Um, we've This flyer, by the way, is a weapon, Okay. And John zooms in more, you will see that red line that is going downward. If you're in the United States, that's a life expectancy of the United States. It's going down. And it has nothing to do with the vaccines. That's only one part of it. It has been going down since 1980. And you can see, if you look closely, the trend of the rest of the world is going to go down. Our movement, our campaign is the only one that is bringing this out to the forefront. And that in and of itself should awaken you to who actually cares about working people. These other people don't. And if they come later, it'll only be to copy us to try to manipulate people back into the swarm. So just look at that graph. And initially when people look at it, they say, oh my God, it's a vaccine. No, nope. it's been going on since 1970, 1980. And by the way, wherever you are in the world, you, you can start seeing, if you're a little bit of a math geek, that the curvature, the inflection point, is also starting to curve in the rest of the world. The gray line is the rest of the world. Average, the red line is the United States. All right. We're the only movement, the only campaign talking about this. And we're the only movement that has a solution to flip this curve the other way. If you're interested in that, if you're an adult and you don't care about that, well, that means you don't really care about people. Not 99% of these politicians or 100% don't give a fuck about this because they are part of the system. That's why they don't want to highlight this because this curve is brought to you by the swarm.
by all of them. Anyone you know who's a major celebrity, anyone you know is a major note, any major academic, any major scientist, they're all part of this. Every single one of them does not deserve your respect. They need to be bashed and they need to be exposed. And there's not a lot of them. So when I start bashing them, people say, oh, Dr. Shiva, you're angry at everyone. Well, you have to define what everyone is. It's a very unscientific term. Everyone is all of us, 8 billion people. They're only about 10,000 people. And the people who've been behind this are probably even less. So it becomes your preeminent duty to viciously and consistently expose these people. Okay? And if you're not willing to do that, that means you don't give a damn about the next generation. You don't give a damn about working people, the people whose income levels are going like this. And we'll talk about that too. But this is where our movement comes from. The sharpened sword, the tip of the spear of our movement is we need a systems overhaul. So we do these videos. We do these many, many, um, you know, educational stuff. And it is a a lot of work, you know, it's become for me 5 a.m. to 12 noon. In addition to that, you know, I have to run my companies, keep the lights on, et cetera. And we want to invite all of you to be part of that. What is that that I'm talking about? Well, that thing that I'm talking about is a movement for truth, freedom, health. And is the only force that can create a systems overhaul. And what is the purpose of our movement? Well, the purpose of the movement is you. The purpose of the movement, to be specific, is to empower you. I'll repeat this again and again and again. And you may want to write this down. This is our mission statement, is to empower you to think, T, to fight, F, to heal, H, T-F-H. It is about empowering you to think, to fight, and heal yourself your children, your family, your community to unleash a systems revolution. And that can only occur when you decide that you want to think, you want to fight, and you want to heal for yourself. And then you connect it to both the individual and the collective. Um, what we have done in my journey, having, as John has shared with you, the many videos, is how do you do this? You know, and in order to do this, you need, again, three things. You need a very clear vision. Well, that vision is you and Truth, Freedom, Health. You need the engineering and you need the science. You need all three. And you have to really honor those three. Anything you see around you, the technology we're using right now, if you're wearing glasses, the glasses you're wearing, the, uh, you know, the headsets you're using, anything, your home, everything was created by someone having a vision someone understanding the science, and someone doing the engineering. People's names we don't even know. So if we want a systems overhaul, we're going to have to have a vision, truth, freedom, health. We're going to have to have the science. Well, I discovered that science. It intersected engineering system science with ancient systems of medicine and science that have existed for thousands of years. And that's the core foundation of the foundations of systems class. People at MIT take my class. I used to teach this at MIT. People paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. We give it away, essentially, to everyone. And if you take it as an adult, you can actually become a philanthropist and give it away to every child. Not one, There's no limits. You can give it away to a million children. And that becomes now your duty to do that. So we have the science. We have the vision. 
And then we have the engineering. What's the engineering? The engineering is taking all of this and putting it to action. Well, this is one of those engineering, you know, tools, a flyer. It says go offline. Forget this online medium. It's completely owned and operated by the elites. You go offline, you print this flyer. It explains to people what's going on. It explains to people the swarm is, and it gives people a solution. But more importantly, it is asking you to go do this. Not just watch me and get entertained by me exposing stuff. That's easy. That's just entertainment. But it says, get off your freaking butt and do the work. That's the engineering. All right, so that's what we've done. And so we have decided moving forward that all the educational stuff we do, we're only going to do privately. And after that, John will share a clip inviting people to become members because we want you to become part of this movement. And we know every time we do this publicly, it gets shadow banned. And people like Robert fucking Kennedy, Booby, literally copies it and the next day puts it out. And we have so many examples. Because what the elites are now doing is they know a systems overhaul is coming. They know people like you and I are meeting. And they know someone like I exist and our movement exists that we've been pounding away at these guys since 2020. And they're like, fuck, we need to stop this. So what they have created is a not so obvious establishment. Trump, Kennedy, a brown dude, Vivek the Snake. You know, and you go down the Tulsi Gabbard and it comes upon our movement to do the work like a custodian cleaning out the fucking toilets to expose these people. It's a very dirty job, guys. But it's got to get done. Because we're at a very important point in human history where do people want to be sitting on their ass and watching this nonsense or do they want it to change? Otherwise, you're going to literally kill your children. And it's already happening. So if you want undistilled science, engineering, and the vision for you, then this is the right place. And so I'm extraordinarily happy to have everyone here. We have close to, you know, about nearly 90 people here. And we do this again. You know, so today I wanted to focus on a topic and I wanted to talk about gun violence. Now, we have a four hour workshop I did on this about a year ago. And I want to encourage you guys to go, uh, all the warriors get access to it. If it, it's an incentive for you guys who are new to go become part of the warrior program. But I'm going to give you a little piece of it because I want to start inspiring each of you to become scientists, to become freedom fighters, to become healthy people, you know, think, fight and heal. System science will teach you how to think. I'm not here to tell you what to think, but how to think. So you may have seen, by the way, throughout the world, they're very, very, I think there's only one country on the planet that has something called the Second Amendment. So I want to talk about what is the real cause of gun violence. And I've done a systems analysis on this. The left wing has their position and the right wing has their position. Republicans claim they're for protecting Second Amendment. And the Democrats claim they're for protecting people's lives, right? But what you will realize is both wings of the establishment, the swarm, have been working together to actually disarm 3% of the world's population, which is the only part of the 300 million people in the United States, which was through a revolution, they won the right of the First and Second Amendment and the bunch of Bill of Rights. Think about the extraordinary aspect of this. No other set of humans ever on the planet had these rights. 
That's an innovation. It's as the events of 1776 were as innovative as you you could say to discover, you know, you know, a light bulb or discover um, many of the modern innovations we have. But that innovation took place. It wasn't a revolution. It was an innovation. And that innovation was affording the quote unquote, the slaves, the right to bear arms. And by the way, let's be clear, the Republicans, the right wing pussyfoots around, they say, oh yeah, we got to protect our rights to guns because I got to go hunting, hunting season. I got to be, be able to hunt my uh, pheasants and my deer. The First Amendment was not created to hunt pheasants and deer. If anything, it was created to ensure that if the government became destructive, this is in the Declaration of Independence, if it violated the right of the people, that we had the right to abolish it or to alter it. That was the purpose of the Second Amendment. Let's be very clear, all right? And that was these incredible people who were founders, who were thinkers, who were system scientists, put that right out in the open. So let's get that very clear. The Second Amendment wasn't created so you could go hunting pheasants and deer. If anything, it was created to hunt the elites down if they got out of line, okay? That's what it was created for. And this is not my saying it. It's in a document. It was the foundation of the United States and the wealthiest country on the planet, why millions and millions of people travel the ocean to come here, okay? And it was the First and Second Amendments that really made the United States what it is. But most importantly, the empire of the elites never liked these rights so they've been trying to always claw it back and remember only three percent today of the world has this now so again i want to focus on this the second amendment was created for the citizens of the united states to defend themselves if the government became destructive and it's there you can go read the declaration of independence when the government becomes destructive, the right of the people, they have the right to abolish it or alter the government, okay? So now the question is, has the government become destructive? And the other question is, why is there such a move to eliminate the Second Amendment? All right? A week ago, the governor of New Mexico, she said um, that under emergencies, I have the right to stop the Second Amendment. And then on social media, you, you again saw this left-right nonsense. The left said, oh, yeah, yeah, we have to be able to do that. We're against violence. We have to protect kids' lives. And then the right said, no, 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 this woman's evil. She's wanting to take away our guns. And then the typical argument goes into, well, you know, the guns are killing people from the left. And the right says, no, 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 that's not what's doing it. It's the TV it's the video games, right? It's people are on drugs. You probably heard about this, okay? So it's a left-right bullshit. And then that'll go on. And then you'll give money away to the left or the right. But if you actually see state by state by state, the United States gun rights are being eroded. Just like this curve of the of the lifespan going down, gun rights are actually being eroded. So whether it's a uh, you know, it's a National Rifle Association or many of these gun rights groups, they're all part of the not-so-obvious establishment. Because if they were successful, why is there this dialogue going on? So I started researching this. And remember, what you learn in system science is you don't just, you have to look at the whole elephant. 
You don't want to be like the blind man just looking at the tusk or just looking at the tail or looking at the legs. You're going to get a blinded view of the elephant, right? If you bump into the, if you wear a blindfold and you bump into the legs of the elephant, you're going to think it's an oak tree. If you bump, bump, if you feel the tail, you're going to think it's a brush and so on, right? So you want to look at the whole. And one of the central things we always want to look at is follow the money. So in gun violence, follow the money. What does that mean? What does that mean? Follow the money. That means look at the economic system. Then intersect it to the legal system, right? And you can add other systems, but you have to always follow the money. And what I'm going to share with you, very few people have even considered. But our movement is the only one that will consider this and educate you. And it's beyond left and right. It'll go to the fact that both wings of the establishment hate America. They hate working people and they hate you. And you have to get this clear. They actually hate you. The elites hate you. The swarm hates you. So for God's sake, you know, after you're done with this, you have to go bash the shit out of these people. Any, every single one of them. Relentlessly. I had to do the unfortunate thing again of exposing this other scumbag, Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, this woman says, I'm against a military industrial academic complex. Well, on 9-11, she's promoting the, you know, the entire concept of the Twin Towers came down and why we had to go to war. I mean, is she a fucking idiot? She knows she's not. That entire thing was, uh, for 20 years, the goal of the U.S. elites was to have the biggest military base in the Middle East. And that's what they achieved out of it. And she's against the military industrial complex. And then there's pictures of her hanging out with the biggest Zionist in the world, Sheldon Adelson's wife. So you got to really, people say, well, she had to do that. You see, this kind of excusing nonsense is why we're in this condition with your children's lifespan being shorter than yours. You keep excusing these scumbags. And they are all scumbags. I have no idea what Tulsi Gabbard's ever done for the island of Hawaii. Her district was Maui, okay? She knows all those elites who live there. So please do not excuse these people. And please use the harshest words when you talk about them. Please don't impose some bullshit, puritanical language on yourselves. That's what they want you to do. Don't control your language when it comes to these people. So I want to now talk about, in the same framework, you're going to leave. And by the way, you know, we do all of this because we want to build a movement. But you guys, we need you guys. We need you guys to help grow this movement, support this movement, you know, become a member of this movement, grow it. So I'm going to give you a little piece of it. You guys should go take the entire workshop. So let me go to this right now. So let's go to some very, very interesting data, okay? Because data is very important because without data, the math never lies, okay? Um, and it's very important to look at numbers. And then you can, you never get all the data, uh, facts from numbers, but you get enough of it that you can then start uh, building your intuition from it, right? Um, so you want to always, my view is you always want to look at things three different ways. So let's look at the data. All right. So this piece, okay, is the rates of homicide. So this is what people present, okay? So the United States homicide per 100,000 is 4.12. Everyone see that? And 
And um, this is by firearms, guns. It doesn't include knives. Okay. There's been a lot of kni knivings, by the way, in Japan and, and uh, mass knivings. Okay. But we won't go into that. But this is what you see. So people say, see, the United States is a violent country. They have so much homicides. We got to look at the firearms. So 4.12 homicides, you know, uh, by firearm per, per 100,000. Okay. And then they'll point to, see, we don't have that in the United Kingdom, Germany, et cetera. All right. Now, what is important to understand here is, is that none of these countries here have the Second Amendment. That's what makes the United States unique. So, of course, people are going to have a lot of firearms. So they say, okay, but they don't want to bring that concept. But anyway, if you just look at it at face value, say, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then you'll see a graph like this, right? Countries, the most firearms in civilian hands. Oh, my God. The reason that's occurring is, um, you know, nearly there's one gun for every American. India has about 71,000. This is legal and illegal firearms and so on. Okay. So you'll say, wow, pervasive amount of weapons and lots and lots of homicides. So this becomes the justification to take away guns. And then you look at all the G8 countries and you say, look, we got to take away guns. Okay. It's causing massive homicides. So again, these three graphs, you could make the argument you need to remove guns. If big, big, not only if, under the big assumption that all of these countries had the Second Amendment, right? Like you had to, if you want to, if you want to um, normalize data, you have to use the same conditions. Well, none of these countries, except the United States, have the Second Amendment. Only the United States has a Second Amendment, right? So therefore, given there's so many homicides, with the tool that is allowed by the Second Amendment, therefore, the conclusion is we must remove that tool. Okay? But remember, none of the other countries have the Second Amendment. If all of the countries had the Second Amendment, then you could start talking about why the U.S. perhaps is more violent than the others, etc. But only the United States has the Second Amendment, right? So this is the argument for removing guns. Now, I want to talk to you about something else before I go into this. Many of you are new, and I want to welcome all of you. We'll be doing an introduction of all of you who are new. When you go through our course and Foundations of Systems and you really learn, and by the way, not only do you need to get off your butt and learn how to fight flyers like this, that's the warrior piece, but you got to become the scholar. You have to sit down. If you were a bad student, well, get over that. We're going to teach you how to be a good student. We have a course called Foundations of Systems. A very essential part of that course, we educate people that the whole focus of the elites is to make sure you exercise your freedom only once every two to four years, voting for one representative of the swarm, one wing of the swarm, and you go back to work. That's all they want you to do. That's called freedom. They do not want you to be involved in getting on the ground and doing this kind of work because that's called a bottoms up movement. And they know in the early 1900s, in the late 1800s, all over the world, people were getting really angry. And when these bottoms-up movements took place, they made fundamental changes in major institutions. And in response to that, they created the not-so-obvious establishment of people who will mouth the right words so you don't build these bottoms-up movements, okay? If you look at the math, 
in the United States between 1900 to 1970, there were close to 11,000 bottoms up movements, 11,000 protests, strikes on the streets, and close to 200 million people participated in those movements like you and I. Bottoms up. People were women, many, many women led those movements. And during that period of 1900 to 1970, the U.S. economy grew amazingly, the GDP. But guess what? Everyone's wages also grew. The lowest income quartile, the second income quartile, the third and the fourth. These are how economists look at um, uh, an economy, first, second, third. Everyone's wages grew because the elites knew they better not fuck around. Working people put the fear of God into the elites. And so every, as the economy grew, everyone prospered. But by 1970, the elites left and right had created the Kennedys and the Sanders and the Trumps, all these scumbags. And those people made sure, they said, look, we're going to take care of it. The unions were taken over, right? There is no more real market capitalism. And what you ended up ha happening is between 1970 to today, there's only been maybe 900 bottoms up movements. And maybe on a good day, 2 million people. You see, people stopped fighting for themselves. You got off the streets. And guess what happened? The first and second income quartile, which is working people's, their wages plummeted. In fact, if you look at every year since 1970 today, and you add up all the wage plummeting, it adds up to $47 trillion, which was transferred to the elites. So in America, we have two American pies. Massive income inequality. And fucking Trump, the douchebag he is. By the way, Megyn Kelly, if you saw her, finally, finally, after three years, asked Trump, hey, you didn't fire Fauci. By the way, we're the ones who ran the fire Fauci campaign. I was the one who created it, collected 120,000 signatures, and delivered those to Trump in May of 2020. And we're the ones who have been relentless in saying, he was the one who gave Fauci an award 12 hours before he left office. So all the Trumpers are like, they, they don't know what to say then. Well, before, oh yeah, Trump was playing fifth dimensional chess. You got to, you know, he had to keep Fauci bullshit. So Megyn Kelly, obviously she's watching our videos and tweets, but she's also an opportunist scumbag. Don't give her credit. She waits three years and asks him that question. And his answer, let me read it to you. I just tweeted this out. She said, hey, you didn't fire Fauci, and why did you give him a commendation award? She should have credited us because we're the ones who've been relentlessly exposing that. Um, and uh, by the way, don't give her credit because she, she did this now uh, three, three years too late, okay? Um, and the answer he said, Trump, was, uh, I don't know who gave him the commendation award. I really don't know who gave it to him. You're the fucking president of the United States. It's called the Presidential Commendation Award, moron. And you gave it to him on January 19th, 2021, 12 hours before you're leaving the White House. All right. So Trump, the reason I bring up Trump, Trump is the one who transferred $8 trillion. He printed $8 trillion in one term. And we all know 600 billionaire friends of his during the pandemic, when people are losing their jobs, business was, was shutting down, they increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion.
These are just facts. And why is it that our movement is the only one that has to expose this consistently? And at the right time, we've been saying this at the right time, not like fucker Carlson doing it afterwards. He's a CIA asset. And if you want, we can do a whole video on that. He's a total scumbag. So let's talk about 1900 to 1970. People are out there passing out leaflets, protesting, demanding their rights. Boom, the elites have a gun to their heads. They don't fuck around. Everyone's wages grows. Economy grows. After the left and the right colluded, the Kennedys, all these people, to take her all these movements, do beautiful camera shots as though they care about you. What has happened? All these movements went down, they sold out, and wealth increased for the few. Trump has a fucking golden-plated toilet, guys. He doesn't give a fuck about you. So let me show you. So we're going to talk. So they have all this data. Okay. Uh, homicide. But let's go follow the money. All right. So if you follow the money, this is what's going on, you know, and the difference in cost of living all over the world. Okay. Let me go back to this. And this is global. Okay. Um. So you can see that this is $30 per day corresponds to the poverty line in a high-income country, okay? And you can see $60 is the U.S. median pay per day. But you can see the the, the poorest 100% live on less than two bucks a day down here. And you can see that there's a huge difference between income inequality. Massive. And this curve sort of says it more. So the United States has the highest massive wealth concentration among the few. And this is just, and one measure of it is the acceleration of this, the percentage increase in share of income of the richest 1%, okay? So 150% increase of the 1%. So the rich keep getting richer. So massive wealth concentration. Again, do not forget 600 billionaires under Trump increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion. Now, this is the income inequality in the United States by state. So if you take every state and you line up all their income inequalities, you see this. All right. So if you take the, and by the way, it's fascinating. Okay. We'll come back to this. Um, you'll notice West Virginia, Mississippi, New Mexico, right? Um, you can look at all these um, income inequality issues here. Okay. And what you notice here is that now if I were to line up this is, by the way, the gun violence by state, all right? And you can see the little more detail there. Now, if you notice, Massachusetts and New, New York, so um, let me just come back to this. But when you line up this data, and I do that in the workshop, what you find is that high income inequality correlates directly with high gun violence, all right? More income inequality in an area the more the gun violence. More income inequality, more gun violence. So there's been only a few papers written about it, which we talk in our workshop. And Crystal and or John, before we end, we'll send you out the links to that workshop. You guys can go to it in four hours, but it's a, it's a detailed course I did. But here's the deal. No one wants to talk about this. You see, the right wing doesn't want to talk about income inequality. 
because they're the Wall Street guys. And the left wing doesn't really want to talk about income inequality because it'll expose us not the guns. Neither wing wants to talk about it. And there's been some amazing psychological experiments done um, in other fields. Like they looked at gun violence, they looked at violence in general, believe it or not, on airplanes. And they found out most of the gun of the violence took place by people who were sitting in economy class and happened to walk through business and first class and said, holy shit, I'm packed in here. These people are living it up. All right. It does cause, not among everyone, but among a certain strata of people, we're going to be pissed off. And if you look at many of these kids, you know, who did these gun violence, many of them had jobs. They were working class kids, but they were living in environments. They were literally dry and they would within minutes, they would see depressed neighborhoods and super wealthy neighborhoods. If you go to Yale, New Haven, do you know Yale is in this little oasis surrounded by the poorest area, New Haven? Massachusetts, where MIT and Harvard are, you go two miles out, Roxbury and Dorchester, and so on. So, and by the way, some very interesting data shows wherever they create these centers of innovation, in a one-mile radius, there's massive devastation, massive income inequality. So if you're a poor person, you work your butt off and you take three trains to go to go get your job and you're making $25,000 and you're going in and out don't you think you're going to get a little bit pissed off over time? And your child who's growing up sees this. All right. Is it right? No, but income inequality cannot be overlooked. It's not a communist thing because that's what the right wing says. Oh, you're talking income inequality. Are you a communist? No, we're talking about the fact like this mother is actually working, taking, and we know people like this who take the train three trains two hours in the winter to go do a cleaning job and she's barely making money. So she's saying, fuck this, let me just stay home. I'll just collect welfare. And that pool of people is growing. $47 trillion got transferred from those people to people like Elon Musk. Income inequality. So when I looked at this data, I started looking at the United States and I started lining up all of the, let me go back to this. I started lining up all the states where you see high income inequality. But there was a weird, really weird anomaly. So you look at Connecticut, New York, and Massachusetts, which is where I am, Massachusetts, but you look at the gun violence and it didn't match, okay? Over here, Connecticut, right there at the bottom of gun violence. Why? So you have a bunch of states in the US, which are really states, you know, like cities, and they have very low gun violence but they have the highest income inequality. What did they do there? What do you think they did? They passed the strictest gun laws. Okay? So the places with the highest income inequality have the strictest gun laws. In fact, in Massachusetts, I can't, in order to, for me to get a gun in my own city, I have to go through all this stuff and get approval by the chief of police. A friend of mine who was a Navy SEAL sharpshooter couldn't get a gun so massachusetts new york connecticut all these bougie 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 new england white liberal states have made it very difficult to get a gun because there's massive income inequality and who has caused this income inequality 
the Kennedys, the Trumps, all of these people. The government has been, for the last 70 years, since 1970 to today, 60 years, has been the organizer of income inequality, the same people who created that graph, okay? So over the last 60 years, the life expectancy is going down and income inequality is getting wider. You guys see what I'm saying? All brought to you by the government. The government is destructive. The government is destructive, okay? And the Declaration of Independence says clearly that when the government becomes destructive, you have the right to abolish it, alter it. That's called a systems fucking overhaul. So we have all the data, guys. Are you going to wait another 10 years? You can't be voting in these elections, their selections. If someone like me or us ever wants to win, we got to create a movement. And that's what the 1900s showed us. So my running for president, and the reason I tell every one of you, for God's sake, go get a bumper sticker, put it on the back of your car, because I know many of you work hard. It's a simple way for you to say, fuck you. I'm supporting this guy. I'm supporting this movement. And 100,000 people see it per day. Why do I tell people to get on the ground and do this? Why do I go do this? Because I know this is how movements are built, one-on-one. -on -one. And they don't want us to know that. You can do more by handing out a flyer one day than you can be tweeting on this fucking control platform. That's why we decided to do our talks privately from now on. So that's what they're doing. They do not want the left or the right to understand income inequality. They've made it a, ooh, you can't talk about that. Ooh, if you talk about income inequality, you must be supporting communism. No, we're supporting the fact that this destruction has taken place because people got off the, the streets and stopped building bottoms-up movements. Do you follow what I'm saying? This income inequality is directly related to the fact they got people from building bottoms-up movements. So I've connected three systems here, right? The actual legal system of guns, the economic system, and the actual system of activism. As activism went down, income inequality increased. As income inequality increased, instead of solving the income inequality problem, what are they doing? They're saying, we're going to go take away your guns. You see how ass backward this is? In Tamil, we have a saying, the language I speak in India, you can touch your nose this way, or you can go around your no do to do this. That's what they're doing. Oh, we don't want to address the income inequality, but we're going to take away your guns. So look at the cyclical issue here. The swarm, the elites, have created income inequality, which is destructive to you. The Declaration of Independence, the Second Amendment was created. So if the government becomes destructive, you have the right to weapons, to abolish or alter them. So instead of addressing the income inequality, they're going to simply take away your weapons. You follow what I'm saying? And no one has discussed this. Who is going to solve income inequality? Vivek the snake? Trump? Bernie fucking Sanders, who's never held a job in his life? AOC? Robert fucking Kennedy, who lives on a fucking trust fund? who fucking gets testosterone injections, bangs whoever he has, and when his wife finds his diary, buries her after she hangs herself, prays in front of her coffin, exhumes her body and puts it there. Come on, guys. These guys ain't going to do shit for you. They're not one of us. 
So their solution is to violate the foundation of what this country is built on. It's like, you know, I'd like to play chess. You're playing chess. The rook can only move horizontally and vertically, right? The bishop can move diagonally. Those are the fucking rules. Now you have to play within those rules. You can't suddenly say, well, my rook is now going to go diagonal. What are the rules of the United States? First Amendment, Second Amendment. You're losing the fucking game. You created income inequality. Oh, I'm going to suddenly have the rook move any way it wants. That's what they're doing. They don't even follow their fucking rules, guys. And none of them follow their rules. They all cheat. They're fucking cheaters. Everything I have, I've worked for. Everything you have, you worked for. Vivek the snake, they had to go find a brown guy to try to subsume all the views that we were getting. This fucking guy takes $5 million. Again, he comes out of Harvard, joins the elite hedge fund where he gets money. You see, they're all insiders, man. They never work. Gets $5 million, goes to the biggest pharmaceutical company in the world, buys a failed drug called from GSK, a failed drug that had failed four clinical trials, four clinical trials for Alzheimer's. And everyone wants to solve Alzheimer's. So he comes up, it's all a marketing thing that he did. So he goes, gets $5 million from his buddies at Yale and Harvard and his hedge fund, creates a company with his mama and his brother in the company. Okay. Then talks about meritocracy, talk about nepotism, then uses that 5 million to go buy a failed drug that failed four times from a pharmaceutical company. And then had his, has his mother redo the data analysis to say, oh, the drug works. Then gets to go on all the big talk shows, pumps up this drug, knowing it's a failed fucking drug. It's a useless drug. Raises billions of dollars, takes out 50 million, then does a clinical trial two years later. Obviously, it failed and the stock drops 99%. Now, why isn't everyone talking about this? You know why? Because they're not one of us, guys. They're all insiders. They all do this all day long. And they all think they're smart. And you are stupid because you haven't learned how to be an asshole like them. They don't respect you. They think they're smart. Oh, my son made $35 million. Oh, how did he do it? Well, you know, he took a company public. Oh, how did he do that? Well, he fucking bullshitted everyone. And overnight, every fucking right-wing motherfucker, James O'Keefe, investigative reporter, bullshitter. Didn't even ask him any of these questions. And if they do, they're softball. Because a swarm manufactures itself. And the whole goal is income inequality in the United States is explosively growing. We have the highest income inequality. And instead of addressing that, they want to go change the rules of the game. You see how scumbags they are? I hope this has helped you understand that follow the money. Everything, and let me tell you where this is all headed. You may know how real estate developers work with government, right? Let's say there's a neighborhood, you know, of let's say, you know, 10 neighborhoods. Real estate developers working with the government will take one of those neighborhoods, which is probably has a lot of good real estate, and pump drugs into that neighborhood. Pump, you know, all sorts of crap into that neighborhood. 
to depress that neighborhood. And then the developers will come in there and they'll do that for around 10 years, 20 years, and they'll buy all the real estate up for a penny on the dollar, okay? Then they'll boost that neighborhood up and they'll do it to another neighborhood and another. This is how they do it. This is happening now globally. BRICS is not an opposition to the United States. Don't think Putin and Modi and all these people, the Saudi Arabians are opposing. It was JP Morgan, which created the concept of the BRICS and Goldman Sachs. So they look at the world as a neighborhood. The elites are here looking at this neighborhood. Well, you know, we've used the U.S. enough. Every eight to four years, we pump money in there. It's called quantitative easing. We make sure that money goes to Wall Street. Thank you, Trump. You did that for us. Nice V. And then we it's like squeezing a cow, squeezing it for all the milk you can get out of it. You depress the economy. You print money. Send it to your friends. Boost up Wall Street. Sell the stock on the high right? Meanwhile, the poor people don't know what the hell's going on. They're always selling low, right? Poor people sell stocks low, rich people sell high, right? They, because all insider trading. So they are now saying, okay, we've squeezed. We can't do any more quantitative easing, maybe one more squeeze. But we're going to build some new neighborhoods we've been building, like real estate developers, India, China, da, 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 da. And what they're going to do is they're going to put all their money, they're probably going to do one more round, and they're going to move it all to the BRICS nations. And for the next 50, 60, maybe 200 years, they want the U.S. to get really shitty. And then they're going to go buy everything at a dollar, penny on the dollar. That's what they're doing. And I know this because, you know, I just got back from a conference. Three independent economists said that they had minor differences. Probably the market's going to crash next five months. But they're going to do one last squeeze, one of the guys said. They will, again, pump more money in, okay, quantitative easing, and the market will go up again. But they won't have any more to do it again. And everything's going to crash after the election on 2024. Now, I've heard this multiple times. Is it true? Possibly. But the point I want to let you know is they don't give a fuck about you. Just like this Vivek the Snake, brown, Brahmin, bastard motherfucker, Okay. His parents are applauding him. My son is a wonderful crook. They don't do anything, guys. They don't, like me, I actually do all the research. I actually publish my papers. I actually do the, these, you know, one-on-ones with you guys. And you guys are here. They don't do any of this. They're all crooks. It's one big swarm. And they all work together. However, here is a big opportunity that we have. They did not see us coming. 2020, man, we got all of our shit out there. It was that window. About half a billion people saw our videos. They saw the Truth From Health movement. And now they're like, fuck. And I keep saying this. They're like, shit. This guy knows what we're up to. And he's educating others of that dynamic. So now they're actually in a major disruption. That's why Megyn Kelly did that interview with Trump. See, what they do is they do these interviews to try to get the story out so they get ahead of it. So we've been pounding away on Trump on giving the commendation award. So what she did is not, she's not doing journalism. She should have done it in 2020. She's a prostitute whore of the swarm herself. She's just doing this. So then Trump has a chance to answer. So the MAGA people say, oh yeah, yeah, Trump answered that question. 
Let's move on now. That's why they do this. But our movement exists and they know about it. And so their only thing they can do is act like we don't exist. We're the big fucking elephant in the room and they act like we don't exist. But that's a good thing for us because many of you have come here are probably saying, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva did this, Dr. Shiva did this. Everything he's saying is right. I have to get over his cursing because I know I should probably start cursing. And I've been trained to keep a muzzle on my mouth because of some bullshit decorum I was taught by a bunch of other people who don't want to tell the truth. I'm going to fucking start cursing from now on at these people. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. That's what I'm going to start doing. Our movement exists. Our goal now is to explosively grow this movement. And the way to grow this is three processes. Number one, you guys got to learn this dynamic. You guys got to master it. And we have leaders now all over the world who will support you. Everyone who goes through our movement becomes a teacher. Learn, teach, and serve. And we've made it easy so you can have your lives, your families, and you, you dedicate 2% of it. Learn this stuff. We've made this flyer easy. You can print it. It's open source. Go borrow a printer, steal a printer, use your library's printer, do whatever the hell you need to do. Print it, hand it out to people. And we have these bumper stickers. We have the one for all over the world. It says Shadow the Swarm. Or if you're in the United States, President 2024. We've made it easy. Three instruments, the course, the flyer, and this. But most importantly, it's a way for you to realize that you have to get on the ground and follow the money. These people don't give a fuck about you. So anyway, I wanted to, now we have a whole, um, John, maybe you can send them the link online, but you know, I did a four hour workshop. If you're a warrior scholar, you get it. If not, um, you pay a small fee to get it. Um, but it's all there. And we've always done everything we do open, open source, but we want to support and grow our movement now. So we need your guys support. And the way you can support it is support yourself. So I want to take some questions on this important linkage between income inequality, the gun violence, and the legal systems that they've put together. How they do not want to address this issue, they're changing the rules. And that's what they're doing. New Mexico has uh, the fourth highest income inequality, by the way. Okay? So you just look at it. And wherever you, and some states, they don't care like Wyoming because they're so open, but in the major cities, you know, where there's income inequality, that's where they have the most restrictive gun laws. Let's take some questions. Um, you can raise your hand um, and we will take any questions. And the way you raise your hand, John, you want to let people know how they do that? Um, if you look at your Zoom controls, there's a button on your toolbar called Reactions. And if you click on that, one of the options is uh, to raise your hand there. And that will put a little raised hand icon in the upper left corner of your um, uh, of your video. And it'll also put you at the top of the user list to make it easy for us to select you. So it's 1230 right now. Uh if I don't watch my time, I can keep going. So uh, um, our team here suggested just to preserve my own energy that I'd be a little more cognizant of time. Uh, but I enjoy talking about things. But why don't we go from 1230 to 1245 or 12, you know, on questions people have. So again, keep it to this topic. Okay. Um, go ahead, Hamza. What's your question on this? 
Uh, so, my, uh, so uh, good afternoon, Dr. Shiva. I hope you're doing well. So my question is regarding guns. I have two questions, actually, but uh, so I, I just want to be on topic, so I won't, like, um, uh, talk about the second question today. So my question is in regards to, like, guns, do you think if people are trained, like, if everyone is trained, like, um, there is less chance of gun violence? Yeah, I mean, Switzerland is one of the examples they show that. I mean, you know, my policy as president would be if there's a Department of Defense is to make sure every child by the age of 18 is trained in firearms and every home actually has firearms. The ultimate model, which the founders wanted, there was never supposed to be a standing police force, you say, in local towns. It was supposed to be citizens ultimately sort of cycled through there, you say. Um, and, you, you know, if you go back and look at any culture, whenever everyone was armed, whenever everyone uh, everyone knew that everyone um, knew what the rules of game were, things were pretty, there was not a lot of crime. When everyone knew, oh, wait a minute, I better not go into his home, I better not do this, um, and people are trained in doing this. So the important thing is everyone should be trained. It should be a part of a, a culture, right? Switzerland has done this for years. They have one of the lowest, if anything, uh, violence in their country at all. Yes, Hamza. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Yeah, and my last question was regarding the nation of Islam, but because uh, I don't know if you want to talk, uh, can I question you about that right now? Is it related to gun violence or no? Uh, No, it's not related. Okay, to so gun. we'll hold that for another time. Okay, thank you. Yep. Let's go over to Daphne. And then we'll go to Daniel. Oh, we lost Daphne. Go ahead, Daniel Jaworski. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Thank you very much. I'm just wondering if there was a revolution, what do you think the military would do? Well, first of all, let's talk. So when I mean, let's talk about what we define by revolution. In system well, and revolution, in my view, a revolution is a raising of consciousness of a, of a finite, of a, enough people, right? Um when enough people, Daniel, have a raising of consciousness, like what we're, that's what our movement's about. If enough people say, wait a minute, all of these swarm people are all scumbags, it really comes to us. If enough people understand that my leaders reflect my consciousness, if I am a person who's willing to accept the fact that Robert Kennedy behaves one way, booby Kennedy, and then does all sorts of stuff in his backyard, that I'm accepting this sort of dysfunctional, schizophrenic, Society, yes. that's who I'm going to get. So first of all, that's what I define. Revolution is a raising of the consciousness. Now, what you've typically noticed in many, many movements, Daniel, that do seize power, you know, where working people seize power, the army and the police invariably come to the police, uh, to, to the side of the people. They drop their arms because many of them are working people, okay? Um, and and it's consistently happened that way because because for every policeman, every person in the army, they have people who are family and family members. They have to really think, are they going to start shooting their own people? Uh, uh, before Obama got into office, there was a sociologist, I have to find the article. She actually did a scientific analysis of how long an armed revolution would occur in the United States. Very interesting question. And she said it wouldn't last more than 180 days. And she said, because all the police in the army would come to the side of the people. She said okay. it wouldn't last more than that um, because the police and the army 
particularly in the United States, are they going to start? I mean, you're Bob, the policeman. Are you going to stop shelling people in your own neighborhood? It's going to be too difficult in the United States because of sort of the history of the United States. So you minimize violence by educating people. The more people that get, I mean, when we ran our campaign against Elizabeth Warren, just to give you an idea, you know, I ran on a campaign, only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. Most of the Boston police person hate her. When we did a march, I'll give you an example. We did a march. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, by the way, is a senator in Massachusetts who claimed she was a Native American Indian, who's a professor at Harvard. Absolute bullshit. So I ran against her. So I, you know, my position was she was a racist, Daniel. So we did, we organized this massive demonstration on her house. And the police cleared the road for us and helped us march all the way through to her house. That's how much they hated her. So, so can I, I ask? Yeah. Can I ask another question? Because I'm not sure if you really understood why, like with all the guns in the States, why aren't people coming together and, and you know, getting rid of these fucking snakes? And if the military was going to support, why is the military, you know, being uh, responsible their oath to the people with all the deaths of COVID, everything that's going on? Why aren't they protecting us? Yeah, it's a great question, Daniel. So let's look at what you said. Your, your question, just to get it clear, I think it's a very important question. Where did Daniel go? Daniel, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, your question is this. Why aren't the people rising up, right? At one level. And why isn't the police and the army supporting them? Two questions. Remember, there is a very, um, you know, they have these departments in the major institutions, Daniel, at Harvard, MIT, Yale, called the Department of Psychology. All right. Um, and they spend billions and billions of dollars on these departments. And People think psychologists just, just there, like marriage psychologists. Uh-uh. One of the leaders in the field of psychology or misleaders was a guy called B.F. Skinner. You can look him up. Skinner, S-K-I-N-N-E-R. He was a professor at Harvard. He created the Behavioral School of Psychology. And the Behavioral School of Psychology was based on manipulating people's conditions to actually affect their brain. Um, he was brought in by the military um, in a project called Project Orcon. You know, I don't know if you know, missiles have this thing called missile guided systems, inertial guidance. Before that, you know what they did? They literally put a pigeon inside of a missile. What? And they had a screen. And there was a where the missile wanted to go, the trajectory. And there was a little dot if the missile was on that trajectory or not. And the pigeon was trained with a little uh, electrode on its beak to peck at the, if, if the ball was going away, it would peck on the line. And that was called inertial guidance. And B.F. Skinner is the one who trained the pigeons how to do this. All right. And the reason I'm telling you this is billions of dollars came out of the military to manipulate people's brains to follow a path. Okay. Follow the pigeon. And it was called uh, the Skinner box. In fact, Skinner's daughter was trained like this and she rebelled against her father many years later. You can go read about it. All right. So Skinner is the one who led this for the military, for the CIA. That led into a, a understanding called learned helplessness, David. Okay. Daniel, learned helplessness, learned helplessness, learned helplessness. How do you train masses of people to feel helpless? And so what they started doing was doing small experiments, large experiments to make people feel helpless. 
And one of the learned helplessness is this thing called elections. That's why people keep voting for the lesser of two evils. Oh, well, you know, Dr. Shiva, I agree with what you're saying, but you know what? We can't really have a systems overhaul. Da, 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 da. Okay? And they give the reasons. Oh, you as an independent can't run. Da, 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 da. All right? So I okay. have to vote for Trump. Oh, well, you know, Trump, you know, but I, you know, it's between Biden and Bob. I have to vote for Bernie Sanders. So they have trained people. This is a mass psychology. I, I understand. You see? And one of the ways that they do this, Daniel, is they have the people like Fucker Carlson. They have the Megyn Kellys who tell people the truth. Yes. You have definitely opened my mind a lot about this, Dr. Shiva. And I've been studying David Icke and a lot of, you know, famous uh, kind of anti-system. Uh, my father fought communism in Poland himself, was a big part of the movement. But again, like, you know, I have a few questions. If you created an independent voting system, I mean, they control the Internet. Would that have any weight uh, on anything if people started well, saying, hey, no, so oh, all, all, none of these, see, everyone thinks there's a technology solution, David. The Bitcoin people, no. oh, we're going to have Bitcoin. We're, you're a fucking That's, idiot because 90% of Bitcoin is centralized on centralized yes. computers. To do and, the Bitcoin mining, you need to be very wealthy. To do the blockchain, you need to have computers. So what these people are doing is they do not want to take on the, the devil by the, by, the, by the horns. They're thinking we can massage a systems overhaul. You see, they think we're going to be clever. Dr. Shiva, like we had a young kid saying, Dr. Shiva, you know, I agree with everything you're saying, but you don't need to curse. No, fuck you. We do need to curse. That's where you're wrong. We need to build a movement. They want to massage the edges away. You follow what I'm saying, Daniel? They yeah. do not want us to mobilize into taking on the devil. So what they do is to try to tell people a technology. Look, I'm a technologist. Yes. There's no fucking technology that's going to solve this. The technology is human beings awakening and realizing that we need to build a bottoms up movement. And we do need to seize their means of production, which were created by us, yes. not uppercase C communism, lowercase. You see, they have purposely made every time you say workers unite people, they said, oh, that's communism. That's communism. So yeah. the right wing people have been scared, red scare. And then the left wing has owned, quote unquote, communism, that they're going to fight for workers. It's a very clever thing, but yeah. they don't fight for workers. Okay, so can I ask you, sorry to, no. to interrupt. Um, and I totally agree. I mean, they control the joystick. You know, they got all the cartel, the, the, you know, they control everything out there. But you know, some military personnel, they swore the oath to the land and the people. Are they also feeling helpless? Are they scared because they're being paid and to lose their job? Why, yeah, yeah. why aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so so during COVID, for example, it, you know, when we were running our campaign, we had a number of military people, okay, in our campaign. And none, all of them, as they got educated, they started becoming defiant, Daniel, all right? They refused. Some of them were reprimanded, right? Do you know at the height of the Vietnam War in 1968, did you know 20% of the casualties in Vietnam was fragging. You know what fragging is? No. Okay, let me repeat again. 20% of the casualties at the height of the Vietnam War in Vietnam was not the enemy shooting U.S. soldiers, but young 18-year-old oh, yeah. kids, some bourgeois kid 
saying, oh, okay, hey, black 17-year-old, uh, 18-year-old, go shoot those yellow people. They said, fuck you. And they would shoot their own military officer. Oh, wow. Well. Okay? That's what started happening. Because as a movement in the United States grew against the war, people started saying, what the fuck am I doing here, 10,000 miles away, beating the shit out of these people? And when I go back home, I'm going to go to a ghetto and I have nothing. You see? So it's about raising consciousness. But that took eight years. So what we are doing fundamentally, Daniel, is that what should have been done 50 years ago, we have to educate people. And there's no way out of this. There's no shortcut. So what I'm here to tell people is that the way out of this is education. And then people say, oh, my God. So then people say, we got to do something now. Dr. Shiva, it's urgent. And that is also a trap. Oh, urgent is what? Well, I got to vote for Trump. No, they may blow up some cities, Daniel. They may drop some nuclear bombs. It doesn't matter. We still have to build a movement. You see what I'm saying? So every two to four years, they make it so urgent. Daniel, Daniel, yeah, Dr. Shiva's saying some good things. But look, but now, Daniel, right now, we got to vote for Trump. Get Help me hand out, put up some Trump stickers. And that's how the trap they do, Daniel. I totally understand. I'm 100% on board. Uh, you know, I, I signed up to be a warrior. I'm going to get educated and try to teach how to educate people better. I've been trying to, you know, this is my little bit of a formal introduction. I've been trying to raise awareness in many different ways. You know, for many years, a lot of people have cognitive dissonance and they don't want to really accept it's so evil out there. But you Daniel, know, let me just tell you right there, okay. keep your thought. What, you know, to me, um, as an engineer and as a scientist, you know, we've done the science and now we're doing the hard work, right? Um, what we started noticing is at these town halls, and there may be some people when we go to introductions, I should end right now and take one more question. But what we've noticed is in 2020, 2021, a lot of the people came to our movement where uh, I don't want to say they're unenlightened people, but they're more opportunist people. They would come, oh, thank you, Dr. Shiva. You helped my child fight the vax mandate. You helped my child fight the ma mask mandate. You did those great videos. They're very thankful of me doing this stuff on a very temporal thing, right? And that's fine. And then those people would go away. But in 2023, what we're finding is, and there may be some people on the call right now, and it's been fascinating. It gets me really excited, is that last week a woman came. She said, you know... I hated you when you were attacking Elizabeth Warren. I hated you attack Bernie. But over the last three years, I've realized everything you're saying is true. I had to get over your cursing, but I took your course. Two weeks, a month before a medical doctor came out in California, he said, you know, I saw the Joe Rogan three-hour video with Robert Kennedy, and I was going to give him all my money. And then I saw this video pop up where you're dismantling Rogan and dismantling Kennedy. He goes, I had cognitive dissonance for two days, but I'm here. So what's happening now is more people, Daniel, who are the really, like, what I want to say, truthful people, people have a lot of moral fiber and integrity and are willing to do the self-reflection. They're willing to say, shit, maybe I got to look at what he's saying. Those people, man, are going to be fucking amazing leaders because they're going through their journey. They're going, it, it's hard it's like if you tell a kid, hey, kid, throw the fastball like this, you know, when I was pitching, right? And then you throw your arm out and you listen to your coach. Shit, maybe I should learn how to do that. And that person who goes through that experience becomes a very, very good pitcher. 
And so versus, so what I'm saying is we're getting those quality of people now. Now we also have people came in the early period who had a very high state of consciousness because of other journeys they went in their lives, right? But we're getting that wave of people who are overcoming Trump, overcoming Kennedy, overcoming this. And, and those people are what a real strong movement is going to be built on. And one of those people, Daniel, you don't, you only need about 10,000 of those people to change the world, in my view. Those are very enlightened, thoughtful people. And that is the strategy of our movement now. That is why I hit the not-so-obvious establishment so hard. And we have to, because we're trying to find those people. If you want to be efficient, find the best people. You can't build a company off D-level people or wishy-washy people. You want to find A-triple-plus people. Look at the Navy SEALs, six guys in a squad, A-triple-plus, right? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to find those people who understand why I'm so vehement and vicious against them. They get over that. You see? If they're not there, fine. Go fucking go to campaign. Go fuck around for two years. Go see what he does to you. And go. you're going to end up 20 years. You're going to be old. And you say, fuck. So, But we build a movement on that, Daniel. It's going to win. And that, is, that has occurred certain times in history. And that is what they know we know. They have analysts watching us, man. And they're right down the street at the Kennedy School of Government. They know this. They know we've read all their shit and that we figured out the science. So they're sort of fucked up right now. That's why the, we have to go offline because they're going to get more and more tighter because my views went from a half a million down to 5,000. You know, so we got to take our videos and you guys got to put them out. It's like the Viet Cong did coming out of the tunnels everywhere. Okay. Yeah, right, Daniel, great question, man. Great, great question. Thank, we'll thank you. Yeah. What's oh, that? So, yeah, I'm a huge supporter. You know, uh, I don't want to do my introduction. I'm just first time here. So yeah, we'll, we'll come to you. We'll come to your okay. intro. Okay. Okay. okay, thanks. So Daphne Solheim. Daphne, how are you? This will be the last question. We got to go to intros. Daphne, how are you? You're. We can't hear you. Are you unmuted? We unmuted you, but you have to unmute yourself on your end. Can't hear you, Daphne. Can't hear you. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Hi, Daphne. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. You look. Are you new also? I'm pretty new. Okay, so why don't you introduce yourself and ask your question, and we'll go to intros. Go ahead. Yeah, I already introduced myself, but I can do that again if you like. I um, uh, was uh, very active under COVID, you know, trying to wake up people, uh, uh, including my family, you know, whatever, and... Uh, everything that happens and that is one thing that i'm very very grateful for uh, with you that you are so oriented that you kind of see things in the world you know not many do you know to that uh, great extent you know so um and i uh, if you so i'm i'm very grateful to uh, you know because i started actually to be kind of uh, losing some hope here before before you uh, you movement kind of uh, I got kind of 
saw this video about this movement coming up. Oh my God, yeah, I have to join that one, you know, because, um, you know, uh, this is uh, actually what we need to do. That's uh, for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, my faith just to grow stronger and I feel also um, and, and I have kind of been out of work for a couple of years because uh, I kind of have a lot of struggle and um, but this also make me stronger you know and, and that where, is also where, Daphne, where are where are you from where are you right I'm now I'm from Norway I'm from oh, Norway. Norway okay do you know Kinara yeah okay we great had, uh, yeah we already had contact and okay so my my question is you know, uh, this uh, we have uh, these school shootings, and we have also other shootings going on. And I wonder um, how you know M MK Ultra and uh, you know I, other psychological methods, um, mind control. You know that can if how that is that something you have looked into how that can affect yeah. or kind of people doing stuff like that because we have this disaster in Norway where 68 kids got shot uh, in the neck you know yeah on this island 22 years ago so um so I uh, wonder so, if so, you so Daphne, let's that. yeah so you're asking a, so I'm glad we're back to the gun violence stuff so look here's the issue right by the way, I in in the workshop that I do, it, uh, you know, we did this whole thing. We looked at actually, do you know there was a uh, mass knifing that took place in Japan? A guy like knifed like a hundred people publicly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. So here's the issue, right? The violence that exists in society, right? At any point, crime is a result of the fact that there are these fundamental contradictions in society, right? If you go to that philosophical issue, right? Mm. except for people you know who are just nuts okay but if you have fundamental contradictions in society you know when i grew up as a child i it's in i shared this when i was four years old my father a friend of my father's came to the house and he said oh these people in the villages are taking up arms um and they're killing people and i said who are they killing oh they're killing these very very wealthy landowners and i go why are they doing that i was only like four he goes oh well they don't have any food i go what do you mean they don't mm -hmm. have food? He goes, they don't have any food and i go oh that sounds like a good thing you know just like a child person doesn't have food this person right it, it just seemed okay and this other guy said oh your son's a communist i was only four all right now as a basic very basic rights if over there someone's eating like a fucking pig has everything they want and another one guy and the other 90 people are living in squalor. How can you justify that? This is just basic humanity, right? Mm, yeah. So, so instead of addressing that fundamental issue, which is truly human because humans by nature, and if you look at all the research on are actually caring human beings, there's a great piece of work called empathetic neurons. Empathetic neurons are where we're actually wired to have empathy. So yeah. you ever you ever sit in a, let's say I'm sitting here and you're sitting and I see a spider crawling up your neck. I feel it, right? Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Or you hear yeah. someone saying, oh, I just hurt myself and I cut my, and you're like, ah, you feel it, right? It's fascinating. Human beings have empathetic neurons. 
So we're actually mm. social human beings. Animals are like that. Your dogs are like that. So if you don't feel anything, you're fucked up. You're a sociopath, right? So we yeah. have to understand what the source of this violence is. Now, mm. so that's one piece that I want to share. But if you look at the the uh, situations that take place with these mass shootings, and if you mm -hmm. go look at them, another very interesting piece of work was done, which says there are five reasons those mass shootings take place. This is a very subset of homicides. Five reasons. One of them is they already know something's wrong with the kid. And the teachers actually look the other way. They don't want to address the issue. The other issue is the fact that uh, it's access to weapons. Okay. All right. And yeah. the issue is that others didn't do anything. There's like five issues. And what this researcher showed, the work of, I think, Kathleen Newman, that if you had addressed any one of those, one of those issues, you could have stopped that incident. And most of those issues were actually ignored. And all the signals were there way ahead of time. So yeah. you have to ask, if you're actually ignoring those issues, do you want these situations to take place from time to time? Okay. Right. It's what the government does with terrorism. They already know who's going to go do terrorist activity. Mm. Right. The, but the government can easily step back and let the activity take place. You say? Yeah. So yeah. one is you can take the conspiratorial thing, MK Ultra, possibly, but you can look at the much more thing right in front of you, the implicit, the implicit way. They actually let things occur. Now the yeah. elites do this among themselves. You say if one if it you create fear. Yeah, or they if you watch mobster one fighting mobster two, you know, Godfather one fighting Godfather two, right? Whatever the two mobsters, they know someone wants to take these guys out. So before mobster one maybe protecting mobster two and et cetera, but they just sort of step back and they let the violence occur. You say? Yeah. So if you take a population of 100 million people and you already know at least a percentage of those people are going to be angry because of income inequality and you don't address the issue, you're going to keep having this occurring from time to time to time. The issue is, do you want to stop it or not? So the work of Kathleen Newman, it was the only systems-based analysis that was done on this, shows clearly they allow these things to occur. And any one of those incidents could have been stopped. Any one of them. Mm. So... That you know, look look at how good the elites are at, at censoring us. They're really yeah. good. Oh, Dr. Shiva's doing this, boom, overnight they're censoring you. If they're so yeah. good at shadow banning us and knowing what we're all up to, and they have a billion cameras everywhere now, you're telling mm. me you don't know with all the predictive analytics you have, you don't know the high proclivity of people are gonna cause violence. Come on, you have it. You have all the data in mm. front of you. Right. You follow what I'm saying? So they yeah. are allowing even these anomalous incidents to take place. They could be MK Ultra, but I'm saying they don't have to even do that. Right. They just allow it to take place. Mm. But, but the issue comes back to this, Daphne. What is it we are going to do? And when you start educating people with a little flyer, now you're doing something every day. You're not feeling you go home at the end of the week. Hey, you know what? I educated 10 people. I gave these flyers out. You're starting to feel good about yourself. They want us to feel learned helplessness, as I was telling Daniel. They want you at the end of each week to watch this shit with Tucker Carlson or wherever it is and say, well, I get the world is bad. I guess it's hopeless. I guess. And every time you do that, you repeat stuff like a mantra. You're literally reforming the frontal lobe of your brain. And that's what we yeah. need to avoid. We need to do things 
that empower us. Meeting someone, handing out 100 flyers, you know, Kinara meets you and you come here, that empowers Kinara. You see? Mm. I'm an agent of change. And if enough of us do that, we need those small victories for our own brain, okay? Yeah. And we have to think about ourselves. We have to empower ourselves. We have to think about what are we doing to our physical bodies when we yeah. all this shit in. So you have to be a little bit, quote unquote, selfish about this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So exposing yeah. truth is not sufficient. Exposing truth at the right time and taking right action, now you're doing something, right? Mm. You've seen those people read the internet all day. Oh, and did you see da da da? And did you know blah blah blah? And did you? How are you helping me? You're basically right. you feel helpless. Yeah. So, thanks, Daphne. Very nice to have you, and I'm glad you and Kinara connected in Norway. Yeah. Me but too. get on the ground. We have Kinara's done a great job. By the way, to everyone listening, she translated this to Norwegian. We have the Norwegian version of this. Um, this same curve is going to happen everywhere in the world. Yeah. Okay. And one person, Kinara, has been inviting people and it's growing. You see, one person can make a massive difference. Yeah. Two people can make an infinite difference. So great to have you. Thank you very much. Yep. Just to let everyone know, we have the science. We actually have the actual path, right? So you don't have to, like, what do I do? We'll tell you, we'll support you in doing what the right thing is. So let's go to the uh, part of the meeting um, where we introduce people. And this is really exciting for us because it's an opportunity. Um, we all get excited when we hear your stories. Uh, Daphne shared, she's from um, Nora. If you can just take maybe a minute where you're from, how you came to come across this movement. Um, Daniel, we go, we'll go back to you. And then we'll, and then we'll go to Eileen Menamine. Go ahead. Thank you so much. First of all, you know, I'd like to say how much I appreciate your movement. I saw you on Instagram and, uh, you know, looking for hope. I wasn't so aware of the non-obvious establishment to the extent that you've, uh, you know, you exposed it. Um, and I'm originally from Poland. I came here in, uh, in 89. My father fought communism. I'm a tennis coach. So I work in education. I'm trying to develop a lot of systems to help families. A lot of it. Where is are you out of, Daniel? Are you here in the U.S.? I'm in Vancouver. I'm in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, so you teach tennis? Yeah, I teach tennis. I, uh -huh. I didn't take the vaccine, so I got uh, you know booted out of the clubs and told everyone to fuck off. So I'm not working that much right now, mostly in the summers. But my partner's doing okay, so uh, you know I'm able to make me sense. And, What's uh, his name? Novakovic. Remember him? What's his name? Um, Polish guy. No, no, no. The guy just won the open. Novak Djokovic. <laughs> yeah. So in yeah. the in the middle of 2020, he was he was a big fan of mine. Follow me, but after I hit Kennedy, oh, right? Really? He stopped following me. So someone should talk to him because yeah, I've been I've been trying to reach out to him. Yeah, but, but he was a big follower of mine. And oh. then when I exposed Kennedy, because you know he he yeah. needs to raise his political consciousness, right? He took yes. step one. But yeah, go ahead. Well, well, he was totally anti-vaccine, so I'm a little surprised. You know, I also wasn't sure about Kennedy because, I mean, these guys talk such a great game. So I thought, you know, they, they're exposing the evil. They must be on the right side of history, but maybe they're just making us feel more helpless and making us more afraid. You know, that's their game plan. I don't really understand why they're, why they're you know, even talking about exposing it if, if they're, you know, so something I want to understand a little bit better. And the psychological operations. Now I'll but, explain uh, exactly what Kennedy is doing in detail. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah. There's a video yeah. I did yesterday that explains uh, it. Hey, John, John, you should clip 
the part of the video I did yesterday, John, exposing Kennedy with the whole uh, 1962 Vaccination Act, John, I think that'll be a nice educational piece if John's listening. Okay. Okay. Okay? Um, Because there was a guy, and I went through why Kennedy's a scumbag, and he comes from a scumbag family, end to end. Mm. And it's all about expanding. What he's doing actually wants government more in your life. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone says, Daniel, safety, if anyone hears someone talking about, I'm here to create safe vaccines, I want to create safe environments, safe spaces, that is a buzzword for more government intervention. Anytime, Mm -hmm. And the the liberal elites always use the word safety. Hey, we want to protect you from the big banks. We want you to be safe. We want, whenever you hear the word safety, it is the direct relationship. There's going to be more government, more government intervention. Yeah, this is something I don't understand. You know, every election, these fucking snakes lie so much. They go against their words. And, uh, you know, I I don't understand how people don't remember these things and and vote again and just say, you know, what the fuck is going on? Daniel, here's the big advantage we have. There's only like 30% of people voting in these elections. 70% Mm. is dark matter. We just mm. have to go awaken the seventy percent. How are you gonna if you if you're gonna vote and these fuckers are, are are messing with the ballots and they control the computers? Can you get the federal government to actually show you the ballots eventually and, and get get? No, no. Know, so look at it this way: in twenty twenty, um, John, you may want to clip this too. In twenty twenty, when I ran, right, a guy like me is not supposed to run. We're not supposed to run for office. We're supposed to sit at home, do science, do engineering create our business, and we're not supposed to ever step into politics. But because I stepped in, even though they stole the election, look at the damage we've caused them, Daniel. Because I ran in 2020, we had access to people. And using that platform, we exposed Fauci. We exposed the election systems. We filed the first lawsuit exposing the government backdoor portal. Look at the damage we caused. Now I'm running for president. It doesn't matter what they cheat. We've already, you being here is a victory. Every Daniel Jaworski we get is a victory. You see what I'm saying? Of course. Now, if you wanted to win a presidency with someone of our background, you're going to have to have a movement. So we win either way. That's the by point. Edu- okay. Education. Yeah, we, we are awakening people. So by the end of 2024, we're going to have millions of people more who know about this. And they're sort of fucked at that point. We win. We win by running. They lose by us running. Okay. That's wonderful. Okay. Thanks, okay, Daniel. Good thank to have you. you. Let's go to Eileen McMenamine. Eileen, how are you? Mc- Good. How are you? Good, Eileen. Where are you out of? I'm in uh, Highland Park, New Jersey. Oh, okay. I've been there. <laughs> I grew up in Parsippany and Livingston and Newark, Patterson. Yes, yes. I've been following you for a while. Not a lot, but on Instagram, and uh, somebody turned me on to you a few years ago, and I just sort of came in and out of watching your videos and stuff. I've seen a lot, but uh, I'm going to print that president uh, bumper st- or get the bumper sticker and get those flyers. Yeah, you know where to, <laughs> you know where to get them, right? You go to shivaforpresident.com, and you can order the bumper sticker. If you go to the download section, you'll find the flyer. We've open source. You don't have to print it on color, by the way. They actually look pretty cool just on black and white. It's okay. Old so you don't have to waste money finding a color printer, you know? And by okay. the way, some of the libraries will allow you to print them, okay? If yeah, they allow printer. you, go print as much as you can, you know? Let them come yell at you, you know? 
<laughs> it's your public, it's your, you know, it's your money. And All right. I appreciate everything you're doing. Really. It's amazing. Yeah. But Eileen, get involved because in New Jersey, you know, separately to everyone in the U.S., we need to get on the ballot and we need to get signatures in every state. You need different signatures. And the okay. good news, we've started collecting signatures and they're going really well. We, we, we don't want to share some of the details, but it's really exciting. Um, so it, so if you go to shivaforpresident.com, sign up as a volunteer and get involved. Everyone here, Crystal will call you who's new and you also get onboarded to our app. We have an app, which is our own private app that you'll get oh. messages. It's our own encrypted private application. So we don't use uh, WhatsApp and Facebook, et cetera, but you'll get onboarded onto them. But get involved, Eileen, okay. get a bumper sticker. Uh, take I don't know. I don't know everything. I haven't studied much, but I think it's wonderful and I'd like to definitely get involved. Yeah, you can learn. Yeah, anyone can learn and you'll learn and you'll teach and it'll be a very, very good experience for you. Thank you. Thank good you. Time. Thank you. Let's, so we talked to Daphne. Let's go to um, Cecile. How are you? Good to see you again, Chan. Uh, let's go to Lynn Bachrock and we're, we're waiting for Lynn. Let's go to Sue. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Um, I'm great. Hi. Good. Where are you out of? Um, I'm living on top of a mountain alone with my little dogs, building a homestead at 72. Just learning all this stuff new uh, uh, at this stage of my life. Oh, where? Um, what part of the world? Um, near Asheville. Oh, okay. North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How many dogs you got? I have two. One here <laughs> and um, the other one. Just got bitten by a copperhead, but she's fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought those are deadly copperheads. Uh, well, we survived. She did fine. Oh, good. She's inoculated now. <laughs> <laughs> she got vaccinated. Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. She's seven, seven pounds and a tough little thing. But anyway, okay. I'm happy to be here. This is uh, my first time. I'm very new at this. And I find you very inspiring. Um, I'm actually shocked these days that um, there's really literally nobody in my life, my entire family and all my friends, none of them see, none of them are red-pilled, none, none of them have any clue of what's going on in the world. And um, so, and, and it astonishes me that notwithstanding that I'm able to be happy, um, but I do live in nature, but um, it's an astonishing time, and I've just found you, and I find you very uh, inspiring um, as a soul, and who you, how you're, how you're doing, what your soul is telling you you must do. So you're an inspiration, and I do my best to to do my best, but I'm finding you very inspiring. Well, good to have you, Lynn. Um, one of the things, Lynn, in North Carolina, we have a number of people. So we can introduce you to some people just at a high level, you know, when people come to a certain point in life, Lynn, where they start figuring this stuff out, it can become very lonely. Okay. And so people can move into a set of directions when they come to a point where they realize they don't like the way the world, it, it, the way it is. And this happens to everyone explicitly or implicitly. They either make the decision to run and hide, right? Which is one action. Or they say, I want to make things different. And typically the avenue that the establishment of the swarm gives you is 
go run for office exclusively, get involved, not about building a movement, or go file a lawsuit without building a movement, you say? But the move without a movement, any of those actions is just pretty a, a hollow action, right? There's nothing really driving it. And then people get lost in those things. So we're going back to the core. You know, from a soul standpoint, the soul of winning is a movement, right? Because a movement gives you many things. It gives you community, gives you knowledge, you know, uh, and the ability to always go back to a core framework, which which is what they've removed from people. The reason this curve is going down like this is the number one reason people uh, are healthy is when they have community of people. So they've removed that community aspect from people. And the communities that they have are all about conforming. So um, when Crystal reaches out to you, you'll learn there are a number of people in North Carolina. We need to get on the ballot in North Carolina. Asheville is an interesting place to people are listening. It's typically used to be known as a hippie, earthy, crunchy granola people. People go there who are a little bit different. But the liberal elites are interesting, right? Because many of them supported. All the people who are doing yoga were wearing masks. If you remember, the people who are supporting yoga were wearing masks and putting supporting the vaccines. I saw this, one of these, I saw him to um, Jason. There's this guy called Krishna Das, this Jewish guy who suddenly starts learning how to sing Indian kirtans. And you at his events, everyone's wearing masks and they're singing. Complete retards, okay? So those people also sold out people. But there's an interesting opportunity that we're finding among even those set of people, people are peeling away or from the Bernie group or the Trump people um, or like or we were talking to Daniel about. So um, you, you, we live in a very exciting time, actually. So it's very nice to have you, Lynn, but get involved in whatever way you feel comfortable. OK, um, and but we'll link you up with other people, the leaders in North Carolina. Good to have you take the course, get the bumper sticker, get involved. Blessings. Yep. Let's go to Sue Lang. Sue, how are you? Sue, how are you? I'm great. Uh, I I was able to talk to you on the last town hall. Uh, yep. I live in Iowa, and and I'm just like I just discovered you a couple of weeks ago on the Kim Iverson show. So so I'm educating myself about you, and I found find that you are just astonishingly, amazingly. <laughs> right on about everything it's just i've been last time i talked to you i talked about how for i'm 72 like you lynn uh, i live alone with three cats in rural iowa and i i feel very blessed to, to be able to live here and i've for the last 12 years i've set up my own little think tank here and i've been doing so much research uh on that and as a result of that research i've set up a website uh to present this information a lot of the information is what you dr shiva are presenting now um though it's it's called home game info <laughs> so it's i've set it up so that people can play a game and learn all this kind of stuff and um anyway i i will eventually want to sh share that with dr shiva with uh, with this community yeah and 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 so so sue crystal is right next door to you i hope you two have connected she's in nebraska 
yeah, I, yeah. I know that. I, I'm I'm kind of slow at doing all this connecting stuff right okay. now. Um, I don't even have a cell phone. I've never used social media. Oh. You know, I've only used what you invented, the email, <laughs> you know. And um, so, and also I'm just kind of reticent because I've presented this website over the years to different people and, you know, they don't get it. So I'm trying to find my tribe. And I think I have found my tribe now after listening to you talk today, I'm for sure I'm going to join the, the warriors thing. And then in that manner, then maybe I can, you know, uh, have present this to my, to the tribe that you all are the community. One one of the things, Sue, in some ways you're at a little bit of an advantage, and I just want to, is that because you haven't been using your cell, et cetera, you're going to be, it's much going to be easier to transition to paper. <laughs> okay. I know, I know, so, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been searching for ways to get this out without yeah. uh, the social media stuff, you know, like I said, I've never done social, I don't even know how to text. Well, I've, I've never used a cell phone. So, but yeah. that, and, and I also, 15 years ago, I stopped partaking in uh mainstream corporate owned media yeah so, so i so the information i get is pretty non i you know that swarm yep. that they have not been able to get to, get to me that way so uh i i haven't been, haven't been indoctrinated brainwashed or whatever good so the information that comes to me is pretty pure so nope. uh, anyway well sue thank you connect with crystal because she needs some people in that region okay. to help her. Thank you. I, I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to, um, uh, oh, there you go, Ryan D. Nicola. Yeah, thanks, Ryan, for raising your hand. It helps. All the new people, just raise your hand now so we can, um, and, you know, it's just a good thing from a service standpoint. Those people are new. Uh, there's Arthen. I think Arthen's new. Raise your hand so so we can hear from you. Let's go to Ryan D. Nicola. Go ahead, Ryan. Hi, Dr. Shiva. Um, I heard about you maybe three weeks ago uh, on Savvy Sab's podcast. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm in Pittsburgh right now, but um, yeah, I like your message better better than I, I was going on the Cornell West route, and then I saw your video. Yeah, and then I started watching all your videos and just checking everything out and everything's right. Like everything you were saying, I, I went all the way back. Um, but I, like, I'm really into your campaign. I, I printed out flyers. Um, I Ryan, have access. Just let people know where you're out of what town. What's... I'm in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. So I have like access to yard signs and everything. Like I, I'm going to be doing a lot of work uh, mm-hmm. for your campaign, but I'm just happy I found you now because because I, I I used to, I was a Democrat for a long time, and they just you, you know it just kept getting worse and worse. And then I felt like I didn't have anywhere to go. You know, I was like, I'm not even going to participate in in any electoral politics. And uh, but no, I was I was really happy to find find you. And the thing is, it's you know I don't know if it. Google, but it, like if you search, you, you know it's hard to find you. Um, but I watched, yeah. you know, 
I was watching Savvy Sab's podcast and you were on there and I was like, holy shit, I got, I got to learn more about this guy. And, you know, well, well, Ryan, one thing you can do is, you know, make sure you go through the course. But if you know other people and this goes yeah, to oh. who are podcasters like her, independent podcasters, um, I don't, if, if Heather's here, Heather will send you her email. It's actually Heather at Shiva numeral four president com. Everyone should write this down. Heather. Yeah, let me write that down because yeah, I, so I did talk to someone. Yeah, Maria. So, yeah, so, but I, I but this to... is a different in, the different request I'm making. Crystal will send out um, to all of you. Heather um, again volunteer. Heather is an amazing um, mother and woman and um, fighter out of Oregon, but she reaches out to independent podcasters, and many of you have been helpful. So if you know people that you like or independent podcasters, maybe you know them, send Heather an email and also contact those podcasters. Hey, why don't you put Dr. Shiva on? You're claiming you're independent. So if you guys do that, we are we want to support all these independent podcasters. And wherever you are in the world, right? If you're in England, if you're in Norway, if you're in France, United States, because it's a way for us to reach different people, but more of an organic way. So Ryan, good to have you. But do that. Yeah, I'm all over Twitter. I'm sharing your your website and telling people to have you on. So yeah, I'm really excited. Good to have you. Thanks. Okay, sounds good. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Let's go to Ryan. Uh, uh, sorry, Tom Cravada. Hi, Tom. Hopefully, you pronounced that right. Good to have you, Tom. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you got it pretty close. Cravada yeah. is how it's pronounced. Oh. Uh, Good to meet you on Zoom here. Uh, this is second time around for me. I run across you about three years ago. I kind of thought you're full of shit when you bashed like Rand Paul and Thomas Massey because I kind of like how they do their politics. But when I looked at them very closely with you know guidance on what you're saying, I saw that they were kind of opting out of certain actions. And so here I am now. I'm about 87% through with the Warrior Scholar Program. And uh, I really see the talent, what you have and what you're doing. And I really appreciate what you're doing. So uh, basically, uh, my history in politics, I was a strong Ron Paul supporter. 10, 12 years ago, I was a chairman for the county. Is that someone else who's speaking? Yeah. Yeah, somebody oh, else is speaking. Hold on, let me. Yeah, we muted them. Go ahead. Okay, I'm still here. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I was a a county chairman for the Ron Paul campaign about ten years ago. I saw how the Republican, the establishment, destroyed him at the national convention, and basically. Uh, you know, I've been supporting like Constitution Party candidates and such, but I'm definitely going to support you this time around. Uh, I uh, don't know much else to say. I'm not much of a speaker by any means, but I do like to get things done. So, Tom, what do you what do you do out there? I well, I've kind of retired from a systems and network engineer in the IT world. I'm a, right now I'm a maintenance mechanic for a company that makes. Uh, pinion gears and such for the big uh -huh. automakers. Uh, I work second shift, so I got to be at work in about two hours. I see. So uh, basically, uh, you know, I'm about two or three years away from retirement, which I'm looking forward to. So that's kind of 
everything in a nutshell for me. Yeah, well, it's good. To, very nice to have you, Tom. Um, yeah, Tom, I mean, the simple thing is you could print out one of these flyers, you know, and just educate people. on it. It's very simple. And then get the bumper sticker. But I'm glad you're going through the course. Who is that? Hold on. Let me do something here. I'm going to mute. Hold on, Tom. I'm going to come right back to you. Okay. I'm going to mute all. Then I'm going to come back to you. Go ahead, Tom. Can you unmute yourself? Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, Tom, um, one of the things we'll be part of what we have is, you know, we have close to half a million people now globally who've somehow touched our campaign as members, supporters have gone through the program. Ultimately, Tom, is that we have to connect this with working people's rights. What's happened is many of the unions, as you may know, uh, the union leadership doesn't represent the rank and file of what people actually want. So the unions have actually been taken over. So part of what we're looking at closely doing is that truth, freedom, and health, and we have the infrastructure for this, will itself support, uh, you know, bottoms up, you know, workers organizing, you say? So mechanics, electricians, plumbers, right? They may be in an existing union. The problem is most of these unions are all top-down driven right now. But we want to educate rank and file people at minimum, how to make their unions be accountable and how to, if anything, move them to create more organic unions. So for example, we're talking to a number of people at Whole Foods right now, okay? Uh, working people who want to peel away and want us to help unionize them, okay? Um, so unionize them, not these top-down unions, right? Which are all corrupt, but basically help mobilize people below and give them tools. So it's something that we should talk about, but it's something we're going to be actively doing. We have the infrastructure actually set up, but it's ultimately the way where people start having power um, on the on, on bottoms up. But thanks, Tom. Good to have you. Well, thank you. Yep. Let's go to Marius uh, uh, Malshu. Yes. Hi, Dr. Shiva. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Marius, Marius Malchu. I'm living in uh, Surrey, BC, originally from Romania. And uh, I get deeply involved into this freedom fighting in 2020. In 2021, I discovered you uh, seeing some uh, videos that exposing all those, uh, you know, madnesses and all those, you know, controls on everyone's lives. So I get deeply involved in uh, freedom fighting. So I was doing a lot of rallies, uh, exposing myself all this, uh, you know, uh, propaganda with uh, the news channels, media, and uh, you know, uh, absolute control on any single aspect of people's lives. So then I was realizing recently, and a few months ago that the system creates everything, so the system are controlling everything because it's only. So we start now here in British Columbia to create a new system by involving and connecting everyone together in order to overpass the entire system, taking over the system. Uh, it's somehow exactly what you do, but in a different way. Uh, and this is what the, uh, you know, the way I was getting to know Daniel Javorski, we are working together on this. He actually invited me on this uh, Zoom room meeting today. So, yeah, this is actually what I can say about me. I'm a truck driver, and uh, now I have less and less of work. 
because the system is using to collapse everything and to making everyone having harder and harder life. So, yeah, I'm really interested in uh, this movement and I want to get deeply involved in it. And, yeah, happy to to be part of... And, and Marius, you're in British BC, Canada, right? Yes. Okay, you should connect. Crystal will connect you with Glenn Halls. Uh, I think Glenn's okay. also in BC, right? He's in Vancouver in that area. But you should connect with Glenn Halls. He's one of our leaders here. He's been with us now for a couple of years. Um, but get involved. Look, um, here's the deal, right? I've been studying all these movements, been touched various of them. Without a, there's a very simple saying, without the right revolutionary science, all of these movements are going to fail. And it's like no different than if you go to play a game or you play anything, you know, if you hit the ball one degree off when it hits, it's going to be 300 yards away. So what's happened is over time, people have, some people get to a point, they say, okay, we need to build a movement, right? But the issue is what is the physics of building that movement? Some people get to the point, I want to build an airplane, but how do you build an airplane, right? You may trial and error, do this, do this. Um, so the truckers movement in, in Canada, right before that, if you remember the, the, the Canadian government said, we don't want American truckers, they were going to stop them from going up through Vancouver to go to Alaska. And we put out the call because we had people up there. We saying, look, the truckers in Canada should unite with the U.S. truckers. And shortly thereafter that, this truckers movement comes into being, which was a good thing. The problem is that truckers movement, the leadership of it did not understand any real core political theory. Good people, okay? So without the right theoretical framework, it's going to be basically hit or miss. And so you almost have to step back and you say, what is the right framework to do this? And you have to have those polemics and those discourses. So that's why I think you're going to benefit a lot because people, there's a lot of people who have good passion and they come in and they start building a movement, but they make these theoretical errors and then they wait 20 years, right? There is a physics to doing this and there is a science to it when we study it. So what I really um, appreciate what you've done is you've been on the ground. You know, you're a veteran of getting on the ground. Very few people know the importance of getting on the ground. You come from a background of being a trucker yourself. So I really, really encourage you to go through the program and connect with people like Glenn, because we need leaders who also have the scholarly nature to understand the dynamics. It's so easy to get lost, you know, in the heat of a movement. You don't have time when a movement starts to start figuring out the theory, right? You're already in the middle of it. And then it's easy to get misled. So... Um, learn the theory, you know, uh, but very nice to have you, Marius. Good to have you. Let's go to Ar uh, Arthen Swatridge. Arthen, how are you? Hi. Hi. Yeah. Good to be here. Where are um, you from, Arthen? Well, I'm afraid I'm not going to be much use to you with a vote because I'm living in Italy and I'm I'm actually English, but living in Italy. But so so one, one second, Arthen. John is going to bring up the flyer in different languages, Okay. Yeah. So remember, it's a movement that what we're doing are then in the United States is we have our, but you know, you have people like, uh, maybe we can bring up Kinara. Maybe you could share your flyer. Okay. Kinara's done this in, um, where did Arthen go? I lost him. Is he? Oh, uh, oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. Arthen, Kinara's. So we remember in the United States right now, 
there is a political campaign, but fundamentally the operating system of this is the same. Um, so maybe Kanar or someone will share with you that the same campaign is done, but it's not president, it's shatter the swarm. Okay. So yeah. I was in Italy for about eight weeks in March. All right. We were in Sardinia. We did a massive protest there, about 400, 500 people showed up. So, um, and then one of the leading independent journalists in, uh, uh, Italy did a big interview with us, but this is a global movement. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I picked up on that. I mean, my partner and I only discovered you a couple of weeks ago, but we started working through your program on systems theory. We, I was very excited to watch your 15 minute kind of summation of what's going on in the world, who holds the power. And uh, we're sending that out to people because it encapsulates so much. Uh, and we're just really impressed. I've been spent my whole life working kind of in grassroots movements and to find someone with your ambition and your um, expertise, your knowledge and your ability to communicate who is wanting grassroots movements to bring into uh, to influence for the good. That to me is just everything. So I'm really, really happy to have discovered you and we just want to learn from you. And yes, we are sending out stuff. We we have friends in America. We will connect them to you and so on as much as we what, can. What part of Italy are you in, Arden? Well, <clears throat> we're just in the mountains behind the um, Riviera coast, right on the border with France. Uh-huh. Okay. And in fact, we're just, we're just buying in, not buying into, we're just taking on a, a really interesting um, uh, econ local economy system that is established in France, decentralized, totally separate economy system, using the blockchain, giving a universal dividend every month to members, uh -huh. and trying to create an alternative economy, really, because I think the economy is going to collapse pretty soon in the mainstream. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's very nice to have you, Arden. What kind of name is Arden? It's an interesting name. I've never seen that. Uh, well, um, <laughs> It's not my birth name. My birth oh. name is Paul, actually. Yeah. Um, but it it speaks of my kind of spiritual connection, which is to a Hindu um, androgyne god called Ardan Ariswara. I see. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, very nice to have you. Um, Crystal will be in touch with you because, or, or Suresh, because we have a European EMEA group. And um, but it's very nice to have you and and you can download, by the way, that swarm video, feel free yeah. to download it. You know, I've seen people do subtitles in all different languages and get it out. So just push it out there. Yes. Great. You're, but you're, you're you. taking the course, as I understand, which is great. Yeah. 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 Yep. Let's go over to um, well, sweet. Uh, I'm looking at people using my memory of people who haven't uh, I see. Uh, Helen Baker. Helen, have you said hello? You look new. I have not. I'm new. Okay. Hi. How are you? You look... I'm uh, very well, thanks. Yes. Where are you out of? I'm from Rhode Island. Oh, okay. You're right up and, down the street. Yeah. 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 Um, I spent a lot of time in Boston, about 15 years, Boston, Cambridge, working in the AI world. Uh -huh. So I, I've heard of you I from email, but I didn't know about any of this stuff until maybe a few days ago. 
So did you work here for one of the AI companies? In like yeah, the- I worked for um, Thinking Machines and List yep. Machines and BBN. Yep. People like that. Well, where we are, BBN is right down the street. Well, mm-hmm. they were Raytheon. They got bought by Raytheon. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so you know that whole yeah. nonsense. I used to yeah. argue with B.F. Skinner walking around Salt uh, yeah. Fresh Pond. Yes, yeah. we, our building our building is literally two feet away from Fresh Pond. Right? Okay, I used to run around that pond when I was frustrated. Okay, well, so get, in, get, get involved. We need someone in. We have a leader, but we need a co-leader to help us out in Rhode Island. Okay, uh, but get involved. Crystal will reach out, but go to Shiva for president oh, sign okay. up as a volunteer. We need okay. the number of signatures that we need to get in Rhode Island isn't that much, but you can help. Okay, we'll do. Yep. Good to have you. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, Blake, we've spoken before. Serena Morello. Serena, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Serena, where are you out of? You look new. I am I am new, and this is my first time in the, in the space. I'm in Austin, Texas, but I'm a Houstonian. You're what? A Houstonian? A Houstonian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I mean, for, for what I do, I'm um, basically currently right now as an inventory clerk at a, a defense firm. It looks like they're creating autonomous drone boats for the Naval. For um, Our CEO is a Naval um, ex-Navy SEAL. And so they're working with the specs direct with the, with the, with the, um, the Naval, uh, department in order to produce these, um, uh, unmanned surface vehicle vessels is what they call them. I see. And, um, also aside from that, I'm a, I'm, um, activist for alkaline water. Uh-huh. I, um, moved to Austin during the pandemic to get my own private label for a 16.9 ounce bottle, um, of 9.5, 10.5 pH. So the highest level pH made with the rock systems. So we, I'm a breakaway from a water stores and members only um, company here um, out of Texas that is um, dealing in technology that mimics the earth's process for creating the healthiest possible water. I see. Well, great. Good to have you. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, water, you know, we do a lot of research with Cytosol looking at chemical reactions in the body, right? Water is one of the most underestimated pieces of how those chemical reactions operate. But good to have you, Serena. When you connect with Crystal, she'll introduce you to Kevin Smith, who's our leader down there in Texas. But get involved. Oh, let's. Okay, great. Let's go. We have a couple of people on phones here. 347-280-1098. If you want to unmute yourself, I think you do star six. So people on the phones. And also at 737-04, sorry, 737-770-5876. Can you kindly unmute yourself and say hello? You can can do star six on your phones and I'll let you unmute. We have Mike P from Chicago. Looks like a guy we may know. Jerry, is that you, Jerry? Mike P. Chicago. He's got a sign as Jerry. Okay. Um, Who else do we have here? I think I've covered most people here. 
Okay. Anyway, everyone, what we want to do is wrap up with any questions. Final questions. It's open. Oh, here's um, Martha Sokolovsky. Martha, you look new. How are you? You can unmute yourself. Yeah, I'm new. Hi, Martha. Where are you from? I'm in South Dakota. Oh, okay. Very nice to have you. We were out there about a couple of years ago at one of the big conferences. And what do you do out there, Martha? Um, I'm a family practice physician. I said. Um, uh, I'll tell you, I just came across your stuff a few days ago. But when I saw it, it was like all of the things that I've come to conclusions on, on my own. I come from a working class background and I had to work my way through college and medical school. And so I have a different perspective than a lot of doctors. I did integrative medicine and I have some qualms about it, integrative medicine because some of it is sort of really selling out to the mainstream and some of it is kind of staying integrative. And so I've seen a lot of stuff like this going on. COVID brought out a lot of the worst in the medical field, in my opinion. And um, currently, I just, um, I'm just being um, sort of soft retired at the position. I've been working telemedicine, and they're becoming more and more corporate. And so because I don't fit in with the system, they've been gradually just not sending me patients so that it gradually decreases my income so just in the last week and so i am now um really you know really reevaluating everything in my life and so this it's kind of interesting that this popped up right at the same time i'm doing all of that i think everything's connected and i think that's just part of it well martha a couple of comments thank you for sharing that you know when you um you know the room that i'm in you guys may see I think I can share this up here. You guys may see this big banner behind me. You guys see that? Mm -hmm. um, so, so for many, many years, we have a program called Systems Health. And you can see the banner behind me, right? Go this way. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a picture of the DNA. It's got a picture of Da Vinci's thing, right? Um, but basically, the problem with integrative medicine, to your point, and some people may know about this, in sort of the 90s, this field of integrative medicine comes, right? And it came in many ways to, it's in many ways, it's a not so obvious establishment version, okay, of medicine. Um, they knew people were getting pissed off with the conventional medical system. So it included people like Deepak Chopra, right? Uh, Andrew Weil, these guys, right? And they said, oh, you know, and they basically saw a market opportunity, right? They didn't really want to address the real issues, right? So they created this field called integrative medicine and meant much of the integrative medicine, even though it used the word integrative, there was no integration. Most of the, we have one right here, Marino's integrative center. You go there, it's still your conventional medicine. They have a front office. Maybe they're burning some incense there, right? And when you come in, they take your insurance card and they maybe give you a massage, but they may make a chiropractor, maybe acupuncture, but there's no integration into integrative medicine. So what ended up happening because of my interest, Martha, in truly understanding I'm systems. Sorry. Oops, someone's doing that again. I got to shut them down. Hold on. One second, Martha. Um, 
I'm not sure why that's occurring. I don't know if someone's unmuting someone. Hold on. Uh, let me unmute you again, Martha. So what ended up happening, Martha, was that um, after I finished my PhD work in engineering systems, because of my interest in ancient systems of medicine, what I discovered was that the engineering systems principles that we have match one-to-one -one with these traditional systems of medicine. So going way down to the guts of this. And that resulted, and when, if you guys are a member, which all of you guys are, you get access to this paper. And I wrote this paper in, an, in a systems journal. It's called the Engineering Systems Foundation of Eastern and Western Medicine. Okay? And it's all free. Everyone can get it. You should read it. But what I discovered was, to keep it simple in the interest of time here, is that the real integration occurs. These are the foundations of engineering systems. These concepts, you know, a system as an input and an output, transport, conversion, storage of energy, systems have a goal, the brain of a system, the sensor. Well, these matched one-to-one -one with these traditional systems of medicine. Can you see that, Martha? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So if you went to many of these holistic places, they charge you like $10,000, right? They take your pulse diagnosis and a guy's talking some stuff and then you, you know, wealthy people pay this stuff and then they figure out your constitution and they say, eat these foods or that foods. But they never get into the guts of how. So I figured this out. That was really the framework of the system science framework, which we teach now. All right. And this also resulted in something else called your body, your system. So I wanted to democratize a way that any individual could understand their body as a system. You know, as Hippocrates said, the goal is for each one of us to be our own healers. And he said, he who is not his own doctor is a fool. So this takes an east-west truly integrative approach. And you figure out what kind of system you are. You figure out how your system's off course, that black dot. And then it'll help you get back in touch with your intuition to figure out what are the right foods, the right even yoga exercises for you without having to go off to some spa and spend, you know, 10 grand. And a lot of the Indian guys hate me for doing this because now they can no longer be gurus and take advantage of people. But um, this is sort of the guts of integrative medicine, but I called it systems health. But more recently, about three years ago, I found out that you can apply these same principles, Martha, to also politics. So here's engineering, here's ancient systems of medicine. If I were to draw a third column here, politics, you would have similar terms here, okay? So there's truly a science of everything that what we've uncovered. And so phys for physicians like you, the reason I think you'll enjoy this is because it gives you a set of tools to go back um, at the medical community, right? And really uh, challenge them. Because when I used to teach this at MIT, we used to have MDs, PhDs, engineering people, and they thought they knew it all. So they thought the holistic people were idiots. And the holistic people thought the other people were arrogant, but they didn't have the language to explain why. So that's what this really does. So there's another guy, I think Rudy, forget, uh, he's an MD out in um, Utah. But we, I'm looking for groups of MDs and we've trained about 2,000 MDs in this who are who can use this in their practice, but essentially create... I believe every MD should go through this training because they don't take a systems approach to medicine. Family practitioners are ideal for this. And we've created... So when someone comes in, you can educate... You become an educator now, right? In a collaborative way where they start to understand their body as a system. 
the tools and they can start figuring out which foods support their constitution, but in an engineering systems way, Martha. So connect with Crystal, but we do need someone in South Dakota to help us, you know, on our campaign. But it's but okay. you seem very, very thoughtful and you're at that point in your life where I think you can um, devote some time to this and really help educate people with the knowledge that you have. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Let's go to Mariana Snyder from Indiana. Mariana, how are you? Then we'll finish up with Daniel. And we're almost hitting about 13 minutes or 2 p.m. mark. Hi, Mariana. How are you? Or Mariana. Yes, you pronounced it correctly, surprisingly. Yes. I am used nobody to pronounce my name correctly. All I want to say, Dr. Shiva, is a big thank you for everything you do for us, for people. Um, a big thank you. Um I pledged my vote. I am a member. I uh, bought uh, some weeks back a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a bumper sticker. Oh, great. Yeah. And I actually want to buy the books in uh, like physical books. Physical books, yeah. We have a bunch that... So everyone who signs up at the Warrior Program gets everything electronic, but you can also get the books. One of the things, Marianne, we have... You're in Indiana, right? Yes. We have a really, really strong leader there. His name is Chris Bradley. Chris was out handing out flyers, if you look on my tweet feed, a couple of last weekend. But connect with Chris, um, and Crystal would introduce you to him. The other thing is, you know, because of everyone's requests, uh, we're not good at like sort of doing all this merchandising, but we started putting up, John's been doing it in the midst of everything else he does. But we figure like, if you're going to wear some stuff on you, become a walking advertisement. Yeah, there you go. You know, a lot of people see that, right? It looks great. Be uh, the light. Yeah. This says everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so get involved. What part? Are you near Fort Wayne, Indiana? Or how far are you from there? I'm uh, in Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. So Purdue is there. I gave a talk there many years ago. But, but connect with Chris and get involved. You can help us collect signatures. Um, but you'll have, there's a whole community there that's building. But get involved. Okay. All I need to know is how to get you on the ballot in India. Yes, and 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 Crystal will connect you. Um, and by the way, to everyone listening, again, it, globally, you know, um, anyone can get involved. And if you're in the United States, you know, people outside of the United States, let them know. If you're outside of the United States and you let people know, let them know about our the the movement's the same movement, right? But we focus right now over the next twelve months of movement on getting on the ballot, right? Mobilizing people here. It's good to have you, Mariana. Well, I intend to take, uh, I'm traveling to Bulgaria, where I'm originally from. Oh, I see. And I intend to wear my uh, t-shirt. I intend to buy actually more. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm so glad that I found you several weeks ago. And I, it's just, I immediately clicked because everything you say, is supported by facts, which I really appreciate. So thank you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's great to have you. The Mariana, if you go to Bulgaria, right, you can take this flyer that we have. Oh, I will. I have plenty and, left. And, and feel free to translate it, okay? Yeah, okay. And if you do that, give it back to us because we, we're translating this in all different languages. We have an internal dashboard where we put up all the flyers so our warriors can get it in different languages. And this goes for everyone out there. If you know a particular language, it'll take you, if you know that language, probably about an hour to translate this. 
and then we put it back up and then everyone can share it in whatever language you know you know hindi english chinese you know um you know any of the european languages but it's a global movement thanks marianne great to have you let's go to uh danielle sorry daniel i i uh daniel go ahead so we have nine minutes left to anyone else has any other questions go ahead or comment yeah, go ahead. yeah. Th thank you so much i really appreciate it you know the knowledge we're getting here. Uh, we started the We the People movement here in Vancouver. So we use slogans such enemy of the enemies, my friend, and you know, try to bring all the issues into forefront. I actually sent you some emails your team could maybe review and just see, you know, I think we're on the same page same page. And I just wanna know what would the world look like after you become president and and how can we, you know, a lot of some of my friends got divorced over the vaccine, you know, things and what I understand that you're using the the growth the death curve as the main catalyst for people, but you know if you could give us any more uh, insight into how to best reach people or even your family members that just don't want to believe what what you're saying. They, you know, I've sent so many articles and so much research, you know, from credible sources, no conflict of interest, to engineers, doctors, lawyers. They don't want to read it. A lot of them, you know, this is very strange to me. So, well, so Daniel, to answer that question, in 2020. In 2019, and I think Crystal's here, I did a bunch of whiteboard videos, simple videos. So in a family, the husband and the wife would be fighting, right? Because they had kids and one person wanted to get the kid vaccinated, the others didn't. I did a very nice whiteboard video. And that's how I met Crystal, because Crystal said there was people that she knew and she showed that video and she was able to flip her husband over, okay? And that video is a very nice video because forget vax or anti-vax it goes at the and i did this back in 20 late 2018 or early 2019 saying let's start this is before covid even hit educating people on the immune system all right and most doctors actually get very few hours of training on the immune system you can martha will probably attest to this or for that matter nutrition in medical school um so that uh, analysis teaches people what is the immune system and in 2019, I wrote this white paper, you know, it's called The Modern Theory of the Immune System. And it was so good that I was invited by the National Science Foundation to Indianapolis at the, one of their biggest research centers to present it. They only invite one scientist per year. All right. So all of your scientists and MDs, you can go to them with that credibility. Right. Four degrees from MIT, PhD in systems biology, renowned immune system guy. Here's a paper on the immune system. All right. So that paper conclusively shows that the entire, and uh, since you asked, so I have about seven minutes, you asked about Kennedy. This is why Kennedy is such a fucking booby, fucking scumbag. Everything he does, he knows he's the not so obvious establishment. He knows he's what he's doing. His family, John F. Kennedy is the one who created the Vaccination Act in 1962 which gave rise to all, all the government departments, all the corrupt departments. They didn't exist before 1962. And his vaccine law, Kennedy's law, JFK's, was based on a 70-year-old understanding of the immune system dating back to 19, 1900s, which said the immune system only has these two boxes, okay, called the innate and the adaptive immune system. And based on that understanding, right, and I have a diagram of this, I'll show you, um, based on that very rudimentary understanding, they created what was known as the vaccine concept, 
Okay. Many years later, so this was the this was the understanding of the immune system, right? You have these two boxes, okay? The innate and the adaptive. Many years later, what I discovered as a basis of my PhD work was that the immune system is far more complex. And to keep it simple for this call, right? The immune system involves many, many subsystems, okay? Many, many, your, your, the microbes in your gut, right? The vagus nerve, the, uh, the interferon system. So it's not as simple. And to simply say you're going to short circuit the immune system by giving an intervention which creates antibodies, forgetting all the other stuff that's taking place is stupid. Okay. But Kennedy, John F. Kennedy is the one who created the 1962 vaccination law, which created all of these government departments which allowed the government to come into your body. So just remember that. 24 years later, people are getting injured, injured, injured. Citizens are suing the pharmaceutical companies in federal court. The next Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, who's a guy who murdered a woman here and became senator, the uncle, the other uncle of booby fucking Kennedy, creates another law. Not to get rid of that, but to protect all the pharma companies. And that was a national vaccine injury program, which Reagan signed into law, which basically said, we're going to create more government. They created a vaccine court. Okay. So they didn't get rid of that. You see what the Kennedys do? They always say, we're going to help you, but they created more government under the executive branch, which said, if your kid gets vaccine injured, you can even no longer sue them in the government, in, in the federal court. You have to go to a special vaccine court within the executive branch, brought to you by another Kennedy. More government. Then this other bloody idiot who literally steals our stuff, by the way. Kennedy literally steals. Two weeks ago, I said, you know, our run for president is the tip of the spear of the movement, and it's about you. He makes a video using those exact same words. Okay? So what he does, by the way, he didn't know anything about any of this vaccine stuff. Mark Blacksell who is a big pharma guy, is the one who wheedled his way into the quote-unquote medical freedom movement and is a, is a puppeteer of Kennedy. And they created this concept called safe vaccines. So Kennedy openly says in that video, go to rfkexposed.com, I am fully for, for, I am not anti-vax. I believe in full vaccination of all Americans, quote, unquote. But... Then he goes and says, all these government departments are corrupt, but he is going to make them create safe vaccines. Okay? How is he going to do that? He's going to create more government. So all of them are about, it's the, the 1962 vaccination law should be repealed, period. It should be. Do you, do, do you believe there's any efficacy to the adenovirus vaccines? No, no, no. Let's not even go there. My point is oh. government should not be involved Let's say I have a relationship with Martha. She's my physician. She and I should be collaboratively deciding what's right for me. You should have a relationship with Martha. What the fuck is a government doing at all involved in this relationship when they don't understand the complexity of the immune system? We don't even understand what a full gene is yet. You can only figure this out in a one-on-one -on -one relationship at best. You see what I'm saying? Go to the central peel away all the onion layers, the government should not be involved in this decision-making, period. Kennedy is still supporting that. I want safe vaccines. Fuck you. Who the fuck are you to tell me 
what a safe vaccine is and how are you going to get this corrupt department to do that? You see how fucking clever he is? He's a snake. And he knows what he's doing. So he is created by the swarm to speak with three sides of his mouth. And so all these fools, oh, well, you know, he did say some good things. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. He knows what he's doing, Daniel. And this is why you may have fought with your wife. Many people here may have had big arguments with your spouse and may have divorced. Kennedy in 2022 in December had a big party at his home. And everyone had to be vaccinated with the mRNA vaccine before they could enter his home. Oh. Did you know that? No. Okay. And then it's go look at daily. And then he blamed his wife. Now think about what he's saying. We were all fighting with our spouses on principle. He is supposedly the leader of the medical freedom movement or a misleader to be right. And in his own home, he does whatever the fuck he wants. And he says, I vaccinated all my kids with 69 vaccines. The fundamental scientific issue is this. It's not about vaccine or not vaccine. It's about you have an immune system. And the immune system is supposed to be resilient. Meaning it can take a hit and it comes back. Take a hit and it comes back, right? You go to work out, you pump and you feel sore and you come back, right? Resilience is a definition of health. Resilience equals health. Now, what you're doing is you're taking kids and you're putting them in these very controlled environments. Don't let them play in the thing. Don't let them talk to each other. So you're creating unresilient immune systems. So you're creating an artificial environment and then you're forcing the kid to go get artificial immunity, quote unquote, a vaccine. You see what I'm saying? That's the fundamental issue. So they're misdirecting the fundamental issue. It's about the immune system. And how do you boost immunity? But they don't want to talk about that. He wants to talk about safe vaccines. What are you talking about? What about going at the fundamental issue? They're all bullshitters, yeah. I've studied this a lot, so I'm totally I'm very aware of this. As a, if you became president, would you be able to abolish the government? And this, is, all this? this is what should happen. So what would I do as president? Let's be very, very honest. One person cannot do anything to this swarm. We need a bottoms-up movement. So if I get elected president, what would I do? I'm going to be surrounded by corruption. Thanks, yeah. So I would do the same thing. The difference would be we'd have 8 billion people on this call. Mm. That's it. And the difference would be that all these people would be rising up. One, you have to surround the swarm from the countryside and eat them up. So winning the presidency, why? you know how all these idiots say, oh, after I become president, I'm going to do this. If you're not doing that now, what the fuck are you going to do when you become president? Look what Trump did. He put out puts out a video a week ago. Yes, there's going to be more mask mandates. We will not comply. He's reading from cue cards. I will stop the vaccine mandates and mask mandates if you elect me. Well, he's been saying all this time, I couldn't do the vaccine mandates. I couldn't stop them because Fauci wouldn't allow me. You see, You see how they play this game. So my position is everything I do now, it'll just be escalated. So what are we doing at our, as our part of our healthcare platform? We teach people how to take care of the immune system. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the environment. Every other, six Thursday, talk about that platform. Today, we're going to be talking about noise pollution. People don't understand the effects noise pollution has on your body. All right? It's quite incredible. 
And who gets most of the noise and pollution? The people live in the, some of the poorest communities. All right. Noise affects your endothelial in your heart, which completely affects nitric oxide release. I'm going to share that today. What other candidates going to educate people like this? So our goal is education, education, education. And you do that, people get more conscious. That's the revolution, man. Wonderful. Thank you. Let's That's go straight. to the storm. So in conclusion, look, guys, go, everyone, promise you're going to go get one of these bumper stickers. If you already have one, go get 10 more. And don't give them away to your friends. They will just leave it on their dining room. You say, look, I got a bumper sticker. And they say, oh, yeah, I agree with you. I like Dr. Shu. Okay, here's the rule. I'm going to give it to you under one consideration, that you understand that this bumper sticker, and you can make a joke, right, will increase your gas mileage. You make a joke, and you say, I'm going to put it on the back of your windshield. Don't just let them put it on there. Let them take ownership, okay? That's one thing, but you have to do it that way. Most people say, yeah, 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 but then they get shy. They'll just leave it in their living room for days. M make them own this. The other thing is go download the flyer, print it, keep it in your glove compartment, hand it out. So this took, you know, three weeks, 50 years to put this flyer together. It's a weapon. Um, and you can translate it. And the third thing is get people, no matter how good of an activist you are, whatever movement you're in, you got to learn the operating system because all of these movements have not succeeded because they didn't understand the physics, Daniel, and to everyone. So those are the three things that we, we have to do. And everything's set up for everyone to do. Uh, hey, John, did you play the features video before we sign off? No, we haven't yet. So I, before John signs off, I want him to just play all the things we've created in the platform on Truth, Freedom, Health. And then I'll come right back to say some final words. Go ahead, John. One second, I have to queue it up. Okay. Um, but anyway, to those of you who are new, don't be shy, you know, take the course. And at, when you take it, also serve by agreeing to at least teach it two or three times. You, we, we, we made it a dual pedagogy system. So you learn and you get to teach. When you teach, you learn. It's also a way of giving back. So John will pl play with you all the things that are included in the program. Go ahead, John. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome to VA Shiva, the platform of education, technology, and activism, so you may raise your consciousness to win the truth, freedom, and health you need to create the future you deserve. The VA Shiva platform provides this truth, freedom, health warrior scholars the following three capabilities. Number one, an ultimate education that is based on the science of systems. Number two, technologies to empower you to take charge of your health, as well as social media tools, independent of big tech, so you can connect with other incredible truth, freedom, health warrior scholars equally dedicated like you to winning truth, freedom, and health. Three, instruments for activism so you become a beacon of light in your online and offline community to educate others, growth, and advancement. VA Shiva provides you the foundations of the science of systems, the ultimate education. The science of systems provides you the missing fundamental scientific knowledge to understand every system in and around you. The science of systems will enable you to uncover the real problem and real solution in any situation and on any issue. Concerning the educational component, first you will receive direct access 
access to me to learn the science of systems in my three-hour live private online group class that I run every week. Second, you will have access to archived lectures so you can continue your education independent of me. Third, you can test your proficiency in learning the fundamental principles and get a formal certification for the foundations of systems. Independent of this classroom education, you will receive also four important books. The first book is the best-selling classic Systems and Revolution, from which you can learn all of these concepts and more. The second book is The Science of Everything that will educate you on how the science of systems is the foundational knowledge of every system in the universe. The third book, Your Body, Your System, focuses on how to understand the interplay of these systems within your own body. And then the fourth book, Your System, Your Life, will help you apply these principles to other aspects of your life, such as running a business, understanding relationships, and more. Beyond the curriculum and books, the second capability is the technologies that you will be afforded. One of them is a powerful Your Body, Your System software, which is an online laboratory where you can use your body as a system to further deepen your understanding of the science of systems. The tool allows you to understand what kind of system you are. Is your system on course or is it off course? And how the inputs of food, supplements, herbs, activities such as sleep, yoga, meditation, exercise can affect your body to bring it back on course. Finally, to support your education, I've also included a seminal scientific paper that I wrote which will help you understand that the knowledge of systems it does not only originate in the modern world starting in the 1920s and 30s, but it actually dates back 10 to 20,000 years and intersects directly with the foundations of Eastern systems of medicine. In addition to this, you will also get two scientific papers sharing how the science of systems can also be used to apply to understanding how food is medicine. One paper exposes turmeric from the molecular systems level and how it affects your body. The other paper explores ginger and how that affects your body. That's just the educational piece. As you raise your consciousness through this education, you will likely want to connect with other Truth Freedom Health Warrior Scholars in an environment where you can connect and build community. To support that, I've also created two powerful social media tools. One of them is the VA Shiva Forum. Here you can start discussions, you can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva Social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva Social to interconnect with your fellow Truth Freedom Health Warrior scholars and build community. Beyond the education capability and the social media capability, the platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. Powerful educational cards and research are included so you can pass these cards to your friends and neighbors that provide them summarized content which further directs them to online research and education. In addition to this, the activism component also provides you many, many short one-minute educational video content, memes, and text allowing you to quickly craft messages for your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and other pages so you can deliver content to educate others and drive them to longer educational posts on VA Shiva. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. All right, everyone. So I hope that was valuable. Go to truthfromhealth.com and you'll see that we have a lot of content there that you guys can use and use it to educate others. Um, but again, remember, this is really about you and um, empowering yourself. So when you uh, are on social media, you know, help educate other people that people always start asking these really weird questions. Oh, what about this candidate? What about that candidate? And what I like to educate people. It's what about you, you know, or people will, um, 
as I mentioned here, people say, oh, you're attacking everyone. This is another cop-out people have, right? Why are you angry at everyone? Well, the, the rea reality is, as I said before, when they talk about everyone, they're talking about like 10 people. <laughs> it's not like everyone. There's like 10 people. And then, um, as I did in the video yesterday, it was called Made in the Swarm. The fact that they have an infinite supply of resources, these people, infinite supply to manufacture every 10, 20 years. They have a timeline. They manufacture new characters. And for the next 20 years, that's who they pummel onto us. So they have the Kennedys. They have the Trumps. They have the Bidens. And in your own countries, they have a set of people, right, that they hit people with. And then when those people's, uh, when people start figuring them out, they have the next wave of people coming and they have the next wave. And they literally groom these people in their institutions like Oxford, like Yale, you know, all these major institutions. And from the time someone's 17 or 18, particularly Yale and Oxford, if you look at, there's a whole analysis. They have a couple of institutions that they use as their centers of power where they weed out the rabble rousers, and they only bring people that they know will be part of the swarm. And that's, and it's all very, very structured. So it's like, if you play baseball, they have the farm league, the minor league and the major leagues, right? So right now they're grooming a bunch of people right now to be in the farm league. Then they put them in the minor leagues and then they put them out. They literally manufacture these people. So we, it is our job to educate people that if you're looking from above for any of these people, and you get frustrated with the fact that we keep exposing them. Your frustration is coming out from the fact that you've become fat, dumb, and lazy where you don't want to get off the ground. So you're looking for a savior. And that's one of the key messages. Now, once you get to that point, we don't want people to feel like they're out there without you know, any type of lifeboat. Well, we have the infrastructure. We have the training. We have the courses. We have a community. Because if you don't offer that solution, they think you're just attacking people, right? So as much as I... Uh, have to attack, and I enjoy attacking these scumbags, we also have to give them our solution, which we have. All right? All right, everyone, thank you. This was a pleasure. This evening, I'm going to be uh, doing a talk like the gun violence one. Um, and Crystal and John, if you could send to everyone the workshop that they can go get to everyone that's online. There's a much longer four-hour workshop. But we'll be talking about noise pollution and how, the from the system standpoint, what's going on with where people live, how the noise pollution physically attacks your uh, endothelial, right? Um, and that how that leads to many, many different diseases. And so we're, and so again, it gives people an idea of, of many different constitutive things that affect people's health. All right, all right, everyone, be well, uh, be the light, you know, get involved, you know, and, and we will win this fight. Thank you, be well.